0: Ahoy ho! everybody This is Robert Goulet Destroyer Speedrunner Bob Mackey With a special Talking Simpsons announcement for you Who else is here with me right now today?
1: Larry the Looter High Score Holder, Henry
0: Gilbert Excellent And in case you didn't hear the news We are going to be at this year's PAX West Convention Doing our first Talking Simpsons panel there
1: Yes that's right In Seattle, Washington Saturday, August 31st at 12.30pm We'll be at the PAX West Convention And the panel will be all about All of the fictional video games
0: Games within the world of the simpsons as we set up front things like bone storm lee carvello's putting challenge robert Goulet destroyer escape from death row and more we'll be playing a ton of clips and commenting on them with the
1: great mike drucker yes the hilarious mike drucker professional comedian comedy writer And our guest on the Simpsons Spinoff Showcase, he is going to be joining us to chat all about the surprisingly dense world of fake video games created for the Simpsons. If I may play a little preview, here's what our conversation will sound like. Thirsting for a way to name the unnameable to express the inexpressible.
2: Tell
3: me more.
0: Again, that is happening at this year's PAX West, Saturday, August 31st at 12.30 p.m. in the Sasquatch Theater. Get there early. I have a feeling it's going to be standing room only. We've got a lot of fans in Seattle, and they're all waiting for us to show up there.
1: I'm super excited. I haven't been to PAX in, like, three years and never had a panel there, so that's really cool. And there's tons—I mean, Seattle's such a cool area, too. It's great to come back there up into the Washington area. Uh, Plus, I mean, actually, you know, if you're there— The Tacoma Art Museum has a Simpson exhibit right now that you should check out, but not on Saturday, August 31st at 12.30 p.m., and certainly not in the Sasquatch Theater at PAX West. So shove that up your stocking.
4: I heartily endorse this event or product.
0: Uh, hoy hoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, where we're trapped in deep didgeridoo. I'm your host, real comptroller Bob Mackey. And this is our chronological exploration of
5: The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today?
1: Henry Gilbert and Hugh Down says this podcast is the hot new thing. And who else do we have?
5: I'm Ron Khan and I fake sick to be here today. Oh, nice. <laughs> and
0: this episode is Lisa gets an A.
6: Aren't you proud of your big sister, Mister Pinchy? Hmm.
7: Hmm. Uh, I am sick of everyone being so proud of me.
0: This episode aired on November twenty second, nineteen ninety eight. And as always, Henry will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history... (gasps)
1: Oh boy, Bobby. The Rugrats movie tops Enemy at the State at the box office. Powerpuff Girls debuts on Cartoon Network, and we're all acting like Lisa Simpson because we're at home playing Ocarina of Time, which just came out the day of this episode. Who has
0: time for The Simpsons Mm -hmm. when one of the most important games (laughs) of that era is waiting for you?
1: I have a feeling I turned off my gameplay of Ocarina of Time to watch this, and then once it was over, I was like flip back on my old n64 and mm. play that gosh i think ocarina of time was the first mm, no mario 64 before that but it was still pretty rare that i would get a game on release day then it used to be like oh if it was a game around november then i just wait for it as a Christmas present, you yep. know. But in this case, I was like, "I'm gonna buy this game myself. I'm 16. I don't need to leave this up to Santa Claus anymore. I'm in charge now."
0: Did you get the <laughs> fabled uh, gold cartridge? From I rain? did not. Oh, okay, no, really? No. Even if
1: you got it on release day? Uh, yeah, because I bought it at Target. I didn't oh, buy it at GameSpot. Oh stop. yeah.
0: Was that exclusive? Might have been t- a Toys R Us. Uh, I don't know. I just heard the first printing was gold. It was the first
1: printing, but they weren't yeah. all gold. Oh,
0: that's right. A gold member
1: would say.
5: I, I definitely got one of the because they were okay. So the first printing. Some of the cards were gold and some were not gold, but the, the initial release, which had the Ganondorf blood.
0: Yeah, there was uh, like a yeah. 1.01 version that got rid of a few uh, censorship yeah. things. Like I didn't blood. see the
1: blood, baby. Yeah. So if I
5: recall correctly, the gray card with the blood is the rarest version. And really? In, uh, oh,
1: man, that's in a box somewhere back in uh, Orange Park, Florida. I
0: believe in the, in the updated version they got rid of the uh, Islamic chant in, in the, the Fire, Fire Temple, Temple. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they also made the blood green instead of just red as blood would be. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the monster blood, the the T-rating blood is, is green. If it's green blood, who cares if it's blood? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Same with like, well, I shot a robot in the head. I didn't shoot a man in the yeah. head. Also, he it's no no weird because
5: Ganondorf's not a monster. Yeah. No. He's, yeah. He's just a weird green guy, so... He,
0: chooses to be a pig sometimes
5: when he bleeds he had become
1: Ganon the monster there is so
0: yeah but check out our episode of Retronauts about that I did maybe four or five years ago what was the other news I just was thinking about Ocarina of Time uh, Powerpuff <laughs> Girls beats Enemy of the State.
1: Uh Powerpuff Girls debuts on Cartoon Network oh
0: sorry sorry what beat Enemy of the States?
1: that was the Rugrats movie oh, from Chupo that's themselves. that's
0: right and uh, I'm sure we mentioned this on several podcasts, podcasts we walked by the Klasky Chupo compound which I believe was last updated in 1993 because because <laughs> on the well on the front they have an image of their uh, Facebook cartoon character yeah, which so is no longer was, online <laughs> so
1: that's relatively new as but, of like uh,
0: 2009 yes but yeah. one side of the building is Rugrats and the other side is Ah Real Monsters which is I love that show I love the designs on that show they're ugly on purpose but the logo was not the logo you see in the TV series which makes me think that had to be painted long before it actually went mm-hmm. on the air so. and,
1: and it's just this faded gray box I was thinking about the Rugrats movie when we walked by there because and that mythical pitch reel that's so amazing of Klasky Chupo trying to sell yeah. like three dozen shows. In that, they talk about how Rugrats was the first non-Disney animated movie to make a hundred million dollars, and it was so huge. Like, just imagine being in that dilapidated building <laughs> in nineteen ninety-eight as they're just all like high on the Rugrats movie power like they Gabor, had like seven years yeah. of extreme success more
0: had his own money pit back in that back <laughs> of that building but yeah i mean it's related to simpsons because they did the shorts in the first three seasons with the simpsons classic chupo did of course and mm-hmm. then they moved on with their own simpsons which then, got a movie before the simpsons yeah. about a decade before
1: i think it's because simpsons didn't want to have a movie until they didn't then, have too. Yeah. time to have a movie and well meanwhile like nickelodeon was already to have movies like they had done harriet the spy two years before this but they were finally animating their shows for movies and I mean what else would they pick than Rugrats to be their first one it was their big, especially because they had just gotten a brand new season the year before with the Hanukkah special we did that's in right the cartoon. Yeah. like Rugrats proved to be way more successful than they first expected uh, they're
5: rebooting it now aren't they
1: that's what they say we've heard of several say.
0: things uh, there's a, a reboot in the works and also like a hybrid live action CGI movie of Rugrats yeah. which sounds terrible like I kind of actually hope they keep those awful designs if it's CGI I want to see what Tommy's head looks like, <laughs> like like, like the
5: Lion King remake of like hyper-realistics uh, babies. So it'll be like baby <laughs> oh, geniuses. Oh, yes. God, walking yeah. around.
1: <laughs> and Enemy of the State was the movie it beat. So they got to say like, we beat Will Smith. I watched that movie. It's funny to see it now because this was just talked about on our, our friends of the show. Matt Chrisman on Chapo mentioned this movie of just like the apocalyptic thing they imagine in the movie of like, what if the government could listen to you all the time? <laughs> and he's like, it just happened and nobody cares. Like yeah. it is totally possible. But I also remember an Enemy of the State, when I first watched it, Jason Lee has a minor part in it.
0: I was just going to mention that. Yeah. skateboarding's Jason Lee, because I think we were both reading the same View Askew uh, yeah. blogs.
1: That's probably why I saw yeah. it opening week. I yeah. gotta see
0: this. I gotta watch Mumford. I gotta see all the Jason <laughs> Lee hits.
1: It said uh, fuck a duck in it, I think. I didn't see Mumford, though. I, I never didn't. saw Mumford. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, the Powerpuff Girls cartoon was really good. It's funny that it took two years after Dexter to come out. Everybody probably 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 thinks it in Dexter's compatriots, but basically Craig McCracken and his other guys on the staff. Once Dexter was over, they kind of just graduated to Powerpuff Girls and started making uh, dozens of episodes of that that even had a video game joke in it about Ocarina of Time complaining about Navi. Oh, uh, yeah. I couldn't believe that joke as a kid. I was as a teen. I thought video game joke that's accurate on television. Impossible.
0: (laughs) That was sort of the, uh, I believe for the time it had reached almost Spongebob levels of success before Spongebob eclipsed it. It was the big cable cartoon for kids that was like overly merchandised and everything. And it got a movie eventually that's kind of fun to watch, but a little boring. It's very, very artistically driven.
1: Oh, and the last thing I want to say about Ocarina of Time is like, I feel that it somewhat is overrated these Mm -hmm. days. I think there have been, I'd say, four zeldas better than it since it came out i would but.
5: say if you're like if you're someone new to the series coming back to Ocarina of time is damn near impossible right yeah now.
1: even with the 3ds update a version of it it's still like well I mean and that was even before Breath of the Wild it felt a little creaky before Breath of the Wild after Breath of the Wild it feels like any Zelda feels musty compared to it
0: I mean I like a lot of 3D Zeldas more uh, than that but I feel like it was the template from which that style of game was born Nintendo was Mm. like with Mario here's how you make a 3D action game with Zelda it's like here's how you make a 3D adventure game and everyone else followed suit so I feel Mm -hmm. like they, they at least built the blueprint that all games kind of follow in 3D now I
5: mean people don't talk about it now but at the time, no one knew how to target enemies in games. Yes. And like, that game revolutionized that idea and basically set the template, like you said, for 3D camera action forever.
0: Which is why uh, we'll talk about in this episode, Crash <laughs> Bandicoot was just a tunnel that you ran yeah. down. Yes. Every, every level is a tunnel. They, no one ever thought, like, what if there was a bigger space to run around
1: in? Until they saw Z-targeting, nobody yeah. understood it. Like, And it, it feels like everything's been built from there. Yeah, oh, like a,
5: you think about it now, it makes sense. Like, why mm-hmm. would you not just have a lock on the enemy? With A button,
1: yeah, especially because it's so hard to navigate 3D space. So, yeah, at least like give it just lock me onto it and make this easier. But, yeah, I mean, this is a lot of video game talk for us normally in yeah. here, but it fits because of our wonderful guest, Imran. You're back. Welcome, Thank yes. You.
0: you were last on the podcast for uh, the Canine Mutiny, I believe. Yes, yeah, that was your episode. first appearance. Mm-hmm. So, we talk all about your Simpsons biography there. Did Imran uh, choose this episode himself? I don't know how this went. Oh,
1: down. I thought he'd be a good fit because it's so video game. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you. I think me and Bob both shunned Crash Bandicoot, so perhaps you played it more than I did. Us I played too. it when it was on the PS1. Okay. I, I mean, what, what What? did you love about that crazy marsupial? <laughs> so, love
5: is a strong word. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, if I recall correctly, came out in 96... So it was yeah. like one of the first big 3D platformers. It mm-hmm. was the
0: same fall as uh, Mario 64, right? And yeah. Nights, which is up. like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people love Nights. Uh, Some people weird. do love Nights. Some they people love lots of things. It's pretty. It's okay. Yes. It's all right.
5: I remember first being. I don't know, attracted to the idea of that game because of the advertising campaign.
0: It was cool. Uh, He was guilty of stalking Mario, and we hope Mm. he he pays for his crimes one day. But
5: uh, (laughs) That's how you judged it back in the day, like the edginess of an advertising campaign was how consoles proved their worth. Yeah, it was
1: like the next level of Genesis does Nintendo, that he literally goes in the Nintendo parking lot to yell at Mario, yeah. Yeah,
5: which, I mean, when you compare... I'm, I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people, but if you compare Crash Bandicoot to Mario 64, it's night and day. The- it's incomparable. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Mario 64 is one of the best games ever made. Crash it's, Bandicoot was not.
0: It's almost yeah. unfair, but it still yeah. was a lot better. So I think Crash was better than a lot of 3D games. Yes. Like Most 3D games of that era, Crash was better than just for, by virtue. It was one of the, of, the yeah.
5: first major polished games. For, Remember- what,
1: for what a 32-bit polygonal machine could do in 96, It, it they... They made a good thing of that. I yeah. think definitely Naughty Dog was way ahead of the pack pretty much there. So
5: I had talked to someone at Naughty Dog a while back about the first introduction of Crash Bandicoot, I believe it was on an E3. And I can you know verify the veracity of the story, but from what he was telling me, they were watching while Miyamoto came up and played the game. Mm-hmm. And Miyamoto like was apparently quite impressed with it. Ah. So their their big claim to fame was like I wonder how we influenced Mario 64.
1: i could see i mean yeah that's i i definitely think you know everybody is influenced by everybody nobody makes a game in a bubble but that's that that has to be pretty interesting when miyamoto comes to play any game on the i remember in the e3 days of covering e3 seeing people on twitter like i took a photo of miyamoto playing a non-nintendo game look at it
5: look
0: (laughs) i was in a photo with miyamoto though i didn't know it at the time (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> I don't think I've ever told the story publicly, but I think my first E three I was like seventeen, and I met Miyamoto on the show floor, and like I didn't understand what he was saying, he didn't understand what I was saying, but he gave me his business card, which oh. has his personal email, which Nintendo does not want out there in any way. Ooh. Wow, you but, buy that from
0: you? <laughs> yeah, well,
5: okay, so a rep came out right after him and like took the business card from me, oh. and I was a seventeen year old kid at my first E three. I'm like I. I don't know what to do. Like, should I get it back?
0: Yeah, that sucks. I would have ran for the hills. (laughs) And by the way, Miyamoto is the creator of Mario and Zelda. You're not a mega dork.
1: We're (laughs) talking about Shigeru Miyamoto here. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's funny that E3 story because in a book on game development, Naughty Dog, one of the developers of it, they go through all of this, how Crash came to be. They originally called it like Project Needle Mouse Mm -hmm. because they were going to rip off Sonic. It was meant to be Sonic. And so he talks about how Ken Kutaragi, the president of, playstation games hated crash and he thought it sucked and he didn't want it to be their (laughs) mascot and he fought hard against it but at the very least in sony of america they let it happen like yeah and if uh,
0: it was recently discovered if you go online now you can see like the animaniac style opening for crash bandicoot that was cut from the game Uh, i think at sony's request like no this we don't want 2d the idea of 2d in people's minds like a cartoon opening would be bad for this yeah Uh.
5: sony of america was very weird about that at the time like I, people don't remember this now, but there was a big war with Capcom over Mega Man at the time.
0: Ooh, yeah.
5: That they didn't want to publish, I think Mega Man Eight or it might have been X Four
1: because it's too It was two D and pixelated yes. still, which didn't look fancy and polygonal yeah. like now. Like I mean, then,
0: their their idea was like if a consumer saw this, they would assume that all the games look like this and right. that it was no better than like Super Nintendo or Genesis at first glance. I I kind of get it, but it was also it it held back a lot of games from coming out in the early days. Yeah, like a lot of RPGs, a and lot stuff. of games like were that.
5: unlocalized and i think some games were just outright rejected because they didn't look good enough even if they were 3d but i remember i think capcom threatened to move resident evil 2 off the playstation mm. if uh, they could not publish nice. oh wow power well, move
1: uh but anyway yeah so this uh, this whole start here is just to show you we are big video game nerds for this video gamey episode mm-hmm. of the simpsons and i two years after crash comes out then they do dash dingo in the show and it was just like shocking to me as 16 that like this is a real playstation game and she's playing it on a thing that looks like a playstation yeah
0: it's very close and the dingo character appeared in lord of the dance for a dingo junction or whatever (laughs) that store was it's the same character so they reused him
5: (laughs) it is actually like the most specific well okay It is one of the first most specific uh, video game references, I recall, calling that. Not like, so obviously Bonestorm and like the Bart fantasy of the different characters. Yeah. Like Bonestorm was Mortal Kombat, and I think Touch of Death was also probably Mortal Kombat. Touch of
0: Death might have predated it, but it was like a karate champ or one of those sorts of games, like like Kung Fu, Yeah
5: this one I remember like when I first saw it live I was like oh that's a I recognize what this is satirizing Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I think like I think there's just been three direct uh, like exact parodies one was the punch out one in uh, yeah in uh, Moaning Lisa the other one was Bone Storm with Mortal Kombat definitely and this is Crash Bandicoot they've done video games like fake video games and by the way that's the topic of our PAX panel oh yes (laughs) (laughs) August 31st uh, 1230 very
1: very soon for you listeners come out to Seattle at PAX West to see us on Saturday August thirty. Thirty first at twelve thirty in the Sasquatch room.
0: Yeah, be this is a direct like people played this game on the commentary. Uh, Matt Graining said it's like one of the one games he was good at that his kids would let him play with them at the time. (laughs) So yeah, they knew what they were making fun of, and this was a popular game uh, in nineteen
1: ninety eight. See, I was a Crash hater as a kid. Well, because it was positioned as Mario versus Crash, and my allegiances were very true by nineteen (laughs) ninety six. So I wasn't going to play Crash. I, I talked about this my husband is a, a few years younger than me so he actually did play crash a lot and he didn't own an n64 as a kid as did most kids mm-hmm. because they had playstation played uh over n64 but he, so for him, his memories are much more of Crash than of so- uh, Super Mario games.
0: And as of this episode's airing, the third game, and I think the, the final one that Naughty Dog worked on outside of the racing game, was uh, about a month old. So, oh,
1: yeah, they put all those out in just two years. Yeah, they, they were annualized. Like, wow. Yeah. And yeah. It, I guess it's
0: weird. I guess time moves a lot slower when you're younger. But uh, when they did the parody of Crash, I'm like, really? Crash Bandicoot? That game's like two years old. But yeah. uh, <laughs> now two years is just like a like a like yesterday to me now because we're all aging rapidly
1: uh yeah i i don't think i ever really play crash except in demo form it was a really cute little throwback in uncharted 4 the video game from a couple years ago where you play it in the game
5: the the series has kind of had a resurgence as of late because Mm of i don't don't know if i want to say because of uncharted 4 but people who play crash as kids are now adults with income so like the crash bandicoot remaster slash remake last year uh, not last year, two years ago, was one of the... Uh, <laughs> time goes so Time far. is a, a weird flat circle. <laughs> but that ended up being one of Action Pitchin's best-selling games that year because there's, I guess there's so much pent up desire for that old series the way it used to play
0: and there were so many bad I mean so even if you don't like Crash Bandicoot like me the games that are not made by Naughty Dog are much much worse like the Activision and Universal run or whatever are just weird and off and they tried their best but uh, at some
5: point he got a tribal tattoo
0: yes Mm -hmm. that's right that's what happened
5: him him and
1: Spyro both got like screwed over by that which is also so weird that they both ended up being owned by the same company that wasn't (laughs) Sony that then also wasn't even Universal anymore it just became activision mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah and i
0: think we're bearing the lead here he's, oh, yes. he's just the tasmanian devil in shorts oh yeah yes. that's all yeah. he is
1: <laughs> oh come on he has
0: cool things to say at yeah, least I dash guess. dingo does he even talk in the games no, no no he
1: doesn't he just reacts to stuff yeah the, uh, the yeah i there the, are now funny
0: memes of like the early game stuff, like of his like wild takes and stuff i've seen memes based around those those
1: are fun that's some yeah. of the most like clever stuff in the game because the game it's also was funny to play it in that uncharted game because it may it hit me of like i'm running towards the camera is crash in uncharted the most run towards the camera (laughs) action game ever oh boy i was actually
5: (laughs) surprised even as a kid but now more so that like the Uga booga stuff never struck people as bad mm. yeah.
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. witch doctors seemed different back yeah then, i mean I guess. look at uh banjo to white america i mean <laughs> banjo <laughs>
0: kazooie was doing it too oh yeah, yeah. lots lot of, of fun witch doctors stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm quoting things there i'm sorry i'm sorry but i still like tiki bars okay i can't <laughs> stop going to them but enough, uh, I guess enough pushing people away with our video game thoughts. <laughs> though, uh, though also, yeah, before uh, we did this episode, I pulled the Lisa of delaying my research and procrastinating because I was playing Fire Emblem Three <laughs> Heroes too much.
5: Yeah, I did that last <laughs> night. I was up till, I knew I had to get up fairly early this morning, mm-hmm. but I was still up till about 2, 2.30 playing.
1: I'm uh, going to yeah. spend $60 when I get home because of you it's, guys. It's <laughs> so you. good. But I'll tell you what else I forgot about this episode, that it was the Pinchy episode too. Me too. We uh, had no memory of Pinchy. At all connected to the Crash Bandicoots.
5: It is almost entirely separate from the entire A-plot. Except at one yeah. point, a
0: pinchy is proud of Lisa.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. That was the opening clip. I wanted to like, let me get the one line that intersects the two of those stories. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, just in the preamble here, this episode was disliked by the Catholic League political group. Uh, they took offense to a uh, gag at the start of the episode that Marge uh, will say in the first clip. Uh, and though you look back on it, 1998 the catholic league should have been looking internally instead of externally uh, from what i've heard, they've done nothing wrong yeah <laughs> no scandals uh and so uh, this episode begins with, like the full opening too which feels yeah. like they uh you know running a little short in <laughs> the start of season 10 here that'll buy you a good like minute it yeah. was a minute 13 on yeah. the counter i was like damn uh but then we get a very cute church brunch opening and may we burn
8: in painful and foul-smelling fire, forever and ever. Amen. Um, the night minister will be giving a guest sermon next Sunday. Go in peace. Uh, <laughs> Don't make me come up there. Men.
3: Woo-hoo.
7: Oh, man, look out! Let me at him! never stops. Oh. <laughs> I'm starving. Mom, can we go Catholic so
2: we can get communion wafers and booze? No, no one's going Catholic. Three children is enough, thank you.
6: Hang in there, son. I'm taking us out for our traditional Sunday brunch. Idiot! (laughs) He zinged you, Marge. (laughs) (laughs) Brunch is served.
2: I feel guilty coming here every Sunday and never actually buying anything. Why? We're following
6: the rules. If it has a toothpick in it, it's free. So do we
0: know the uh, E.T.'s Gourmet pun? No. What is it? It's, uh, it's not very good, but it's all, it's also a kind of a deep cut. So you know the group uh, Steve and E.D., which is referenced at oh the boy. end of uh, Cape Fear. I've got Stephen and Edie tickets. Yes. Uh, the female in that group, the female singer, is uh, E.D. Gourmet. Wow. E-Y-D-I-E-G-O-R-M-E. <sighs> so E.T.'s Gourmets is a pun on her name. Wow, that is wow. Uh, really yeah.
1: deep. It, it felt so specific. I was, I thought, this has to be some reference, but I had no clue, and then Google was coming yeah. up short. Not so, even wow. the
0: wiki says what it's a reference to, so I had to do some dig- uh, deep digging. I went actually into the snpp.com episode capsule. Whoa, <laughs> yeah.
1: man. Well, thank you, Bob. No problem. I, man, I I was worried. I was. I just had a note in here of like, find out what that is. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well,
0: until you feel fulfilled now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, also, it's funny homer stealing all that stuff by in the grocery store because there's been a lot of like viral uh grocery grossness going on right yeah,
0: now i believe i believe some woman was put to death for licking ice cream <laughs> yes yeah yeah very harsh punishment
1: uh i mean look hey don't don't lick ice cream and put it back on the shelf yeah. that's that's gross don't do that but i don't like everybody being like a freaking snitch on these people yeah though, i suppose it uh, but yeah homer's doing the exact thing here and they let him stay in the store
5: this is kind of what my dad used to do honestly like well, i'm right. pretty sure this is why we had a costco membership uh, not because we ever bought anything from costco it was because you could graze there yeah you know, if we're running errands on a sunday it's like oh we'll just go get lunch from here no
1: that's i mean at costco you can also just get a hot a dollar hot dog that's giant but or, that's a or, dollar more than nothing yeah. yeah that's true
0: i think they're parodying like uh whole foods or bristol farms like a health food grocery store there was one that I went to when I was becoming a vegetarian in Ohio it was called The Mustard Seed huh. and that was in Solon, Ohio and Solon is a nothing town that's, sub, that's a suburb of Cleveland but it's referenced in the first Drew Carey song We're Going Bowling so Don't Lose her oh, in Solon okay. Moon Over Parma Parma's also a suburb of Cleveland before Cleveland started rocking and they had to change the lyrics <laughs> so
1: wow yeah. I, man now I know what, what will happen if he gets lost in Solon he'll be eating at the mustard I don't see Drew Carey doing it well actually no. he's pretty healthy you now know, yeah, yeah. He's,
0: uh, yeah he's a he's a thin man too Today, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, it was on uh, Price is Right. They filmed a ton of him at his uh, classic weight. We all remember Drew carry at, and then when they resumed filming, he lost a ton of weight over the break. But in episodes, it's like one day he's big Drew Carey, the next day he is thin Drew Carey. I was re
5: watching Community, and he has like one guest spot in that. I, oh, I did not remember that he lost a bunch of weight. <laughs> so I was like I know this actor he seems yeah, so familiar but I can't great. place him
0: he was the guy at the party with the big weird hole in his hand yes. is that what it yes, was, yes, he was yeah, like, yeah. nobody asked me about this I forget what he said it was a joke about yeah, he's it he's
1: like here they'll give you something to talk about all the rest of the year boom dropped it through there yeah he was his old lawyer boss right. Jeff's old lawyer boss yeah. on the show but why are we talking about Drew Carey anyway <laughs> uh, now I went to as a kid I think we went to like world marts or something like this or some something that had this kind of stuff we had no uh, fancy food places like that around here at least that, that i was aware of i think world market or whatever didn't show up uh, until like around when i left about 10 years ago
0: now i think all uh, grocery stores have this option even the target by me has just like the uh beyond burger and you mm. know fake everything section
1: uh, yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah but samples though mm. i don't see the samples as much i uh you know i haven't been in berkeley bowl in probably a year it's just easier to go to trader joe's I, sorry berkeley bowl but <laughs> uh that's a local shopping trader store. joe's always has
0: samples though yeah
1: i know ever get the sam- what
0: sample they're tucked away by the uh this is for local people in berkeley but they're, <laughs> they're between the like cheese and the beer and wine like in that corner like oh, across from the chips I, there's always like a little counter with like a little tray and it's usually surrounded by homeless people
1: i didn't yeah. realize that was a sample area yeah oh man yeah. i've been missing out on so much free cheese <laughs> but homer goes to town on all that stuff the stuff in the church you know, my family never went to Sunday morning church or to go to brunch. So this combo of like church then brunch is uh, sounds pretty nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I would do a sleepover at cert- a certain friend's house, I won't name any names. <laughs> they were church going folk, and I'd have to go with them. But it was just a countdown until we got to go to Shoney's Breakfast Bar, oh, and, <laughs> and like nice. I could just eat an entire plate of bacon and be like, I'm breaking all the rules here. <laughs> but man, uh, that that's just so weird, forcing your other people's kids to go to church with you.
3: Mm, I don't seems like wrong, it. Yeah. yeah,
1: it feels very well observed of church going youngsters of just waiting for the minister to say amen so you're finally free and he's just like teasing it out and teasing it out i also like it's a really funny dutch angle as everybody's running out of the church and uh that's what mo says like i wouldn't stop talking (laughs) And yes, the gag that upset the Catholic League, that was March saying that she would not go Catholic. Like, first calling it booze and wafers and then saying, I've oh, got enough kids. Thank you very much. Like, that. the, the Catholic League was very offended. They've
5: also that. had enough kids. I think oh, so, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Bart's oh, correct. Oh, <laughs> oh, I oh just no. Got oh, no. Joke. Double <laughs> uh,
0: But I, I was with Bart, though, because, like, if there was a, a mass, so I went to Catholic school, there would be some mass during the day. You would relish that sip of bad. Wash wine and that little still like piece of bread or like the uh, super super thin
1: cracker because it would get you through to lunch you could just
0: savor it in your
1: mouth <laughs> I also like that Marge is being sold out so much she's just telling the kids their face three is enough thank you <laughs> like I feel like season one Marge wouldn't have said that.
8: the Simpsons will be right back
1: podcast is dedicated to Pinchy the Lobster and we thank our guest Imran Khan for coming on by and helping us remember this classic episode of The Simpsons. And if you'd like to help me and Bob keep doing this full time, it's all thanks to the support of listeners like you at Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. The Talking Simpsons Network is entirely supported by listeners and we give you so much for $5 a month if you sign up for the easy RSS feed at Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. You'll get every episode of Talking Simpsons a week ahead of time and ad-free. That also applies to our other weekly podcast, What a Cartoon, where me and Bob talk about a different animated series once a week in the same style as this. Plus, if you sign up for $5 a month at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, you'll get access to all of our Patreon-exclusive content. mini series where we break down episodes of King of the Hill, The Critic, Futurama, plus interviews with tons of folks who have worked on The Simpsons, Pro! who tell us their Simpsony secrets. You'll hear all of that and tons and tons and tons more just for $5 a month, patreon.com slash talking Simpson. It's game over, mate. Only if you don't sign up for the $10 premium level at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. If you do that, you'll get all of the stuff I mentioned that's in the $5 and up level, but also for $10, you'll get access to our monthly exclusive podcast, What a Cartoon Movie, where me and Bob, for up to four hours, talk about a different animated feature film. Our most recent ones were Beavis and Butthead Do America and in August, Rocco's Modern Life a reboot movie that just debuted on netflix a bunch of previous ones you'll be able to hear if you sign them now Batman: mask of the phantasm akira aladdin tiny tunes how i spent my vacation a goofy movie secret of nim spider-man into the spider-verse and tons and tons and tons more just for ten dollars a month sign up now and you get the premium experience so one more time head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons To further the growing meanness of Homer in the show, he zinged you, Marge, was quite a <laughs> line too. Yeah. I which, feel like
0: there's been a lot of bad parking scenes in the Scully era.
1: That's true. He really, they really like Homer parking badly. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Homer does another thing in the in a couple minutes here that I'm like this seems really bad on homer that they barely even comment on it's another new low for homer in this episode i think also though this episode is full of like there's like two jokes at lisa's expense for being a vegetarian i feel like they're getting they it's not about being nice about her vegetarian views it's about shaming her right uh, in this case, that she she wants to eat cud that's packed in its own saliva. Yeah. Like,
0: we've come a long way with uh, vegetarian options since <laughs> 1998.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. I do. You know, I think that was for vegetarians in 98. It was the feeling of like a whole aisle of veggie options. Yeah, like, that's impossible. So I guess that it's a dream in that way for her. We have the second appearance of Gavin. Gavin is back along with his uh, put upon mother. It's some of the most L.A. humor in the show. Yeah, it's also like with his last appearance, one of the first jokes about millennials mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as as they were children. Now we're all adults. <laughs> I I love his extra like when he says, "I hate you too." Like he does like a double finger point at her. It's it's really good acting on it. And I will say, so I was in that uh, uh,
0: SNPP dot com, so Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. Uh, that was the website that used to catalog all this information and uh, I noticed that their list of the cereals was incorrect because I was watching it on a DVD in 2019 is it? yeah 2019 (laughs) they were writing that down while watching a broadcast signal on their SDTV Uh. in 1998 so they got a lot of the tiny barely legible text wrong so I'll go through all the cereals so we have these are not all funny by the way (laughs) so we have uh, (laughs) Apple Snacks Fiber Bites Healthy Charms Count Karoba Brand Munch Raisin Chunks Alfalfa Bits Unfrosted Flakes Nature Rice Wheat
1: Taste And Veggie <laughs> Munch uh, Some of those are funny Yeah I need I, some of those I like Healthy Charms Yeah so It's funny And al- lucky And also the Count Chocula Became, became like Count uh, Well that's like carrot, right? Yeah. yeah I get it
5: If you told me like I could get a cereal that did not kill me but tasted like old cereal like old sugar cereal i'd be mm-hmm.
1: happy i that's why i like that gorilla munch the the the, the one healthy kid cereal mm-hmm. but those gorillas are funny with that gorilla too. lie to me <laughs> <laughs> alfalfa bitch the mom reached for the wrong one to suggest to him i think like count caroba would have uh, i think uh, turned out a lot better mm-hmm. there uh but yes here's here we take a little tour of edie's gourmet
2: gavin honey help mommy pick a cereal oh <gasps> How about alfalfa beds? Those suck! I hate this store! But, sweetheart, Mommy... I hate you, too! I want to live with one of my dads!
7: <laughs> mm. So, you say this product is known as fudge? Yes, just like it was last week. If you're gonna get snippy, I'll take my business elsewhere.
6: Jerry Garcia? Yeah. Honey Bono? Desmond Tutti Frutti? Yeah. Lisa, help Daddy find some normal flavors.
7: Yeah, yeah. Candy Warhol? Xavier your new gig.
6: No, nothing made of dead guys. What's in the back? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up, my hands are getting cold.
2: Yeah. Oh my goodness, Homer,
6: get her out of there. Oh. <laughs> uh,
2: Sherbert Hoover. Oh, we gotta get you home to a warm blanket and a cold compress. Hit
3: him.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah
6: are eight dollars a pound sport eight dollars a pound times say oh five pounds is um uh, let's see how many pounds in a gallon oh i can't afford that <gasps> uh, yes
1: that whole tour was fun i guess let's start with like bart's fudge thing i've that woman should not let him just take everything. Like, yeah, see, you're you're an adult. Tell them no. Customer's always right. Ben and Jerry's. I think we talked a ton. Of, oh, we talked about Haagen Dazs a bunch. Yeah, and, that, and uh, we'll
0: talk a lot about them. I think in Doan in the Wind.
1: Oh, that's right. The, yeah, this comes right after Doan in the Wind, and yet they, they, which we have not recorded ben, yet, by the way. Yes, as yeah, as of this recording. These Ben and Jerry celebrity flavors specifically that was cool. It was all the rage in the mm-hmm. in the late nineties. Like it started with Cherry Garcia, which like a mid-90s flavor. I now think. you
0: have fucking Jimmy Fallon flavored ice cream.
1: <laughs> He's gotten two. Did you really? know that? He's Is said, just bland yeah. tasting? Okay, <laughs> the first on. one actually wasn't bad. It had chocolate covered potato chip chunks in it. That was Jimmy Fallon's late night snack but then when he moved to Tonight Show it became Tonight Dough. Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Dough. It's not even a good mm. pun honestly. Uh, it's. Uh, I definitely prefer Steve Colbert's Americone Dream which mm-hmm. fortunately stayed the same when he went from The Rapport to Late Night. He still has got the
0: same name. Yeah. Uh, so I looked at market prices for lobster today and uh, Homer uh, they're charging him a lot because today in 2019 money it's $9.99 a pound for lobster really? yeah
1: man I would have thought it gone up more maybe it's more expensive for a whole lobster or also I mean maybe the the Simpsons writers are so rich they're just guessing at, at lobster prices <laughs> they never look at the prices they're, they're just... ordering <laughs>
0: lobster for lunch every
1: day I think we have heard stories from Bill O'Klee and the like of like the only expense you get to have that's fun is an expensive lunch there like you get no support Otherwise, from Fox, you get a little support otherwise from Fox, no gifts or nothing. But you can charge all the lunch you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to list two other ones wavy gravy and fish food. Fish food is I think the best celebrity named Ben and Jerry. I'm flavor. not gonna
0: eat it. so wavy gravy is actually a, a flavor right
1: it, it has been retired but yes. okay named I'm not after gonna, the hippie clown Hippy clown that's
0: why I'm not gonna eat it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's in this thing here? Yeah I've I had wavy gravy at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no fish food though man oh it's so good. boy and I don't like the music of the band fish. Mm. But the only negative I'll say about fish food is that there's full chocolate fish in there that they can you can hurt your teeth biting down on those uh, when they're frozen solid in your in your ice cream pint.
0: I got to give a shout out again to uh, Halo Top, the best fake ice cream you can eat. And it's so has zero like no calories in you can just eat an entire pint. And not feel it the next day. It's amazing.
5: <laughs> that seems dangerous for yeah. sure. It's only.
1: It's like three hundred
0: calories for yeah. an entire pint of
5: ice cream.
1: It's it, amazing as opposed to a thousand for most Ben and Jerry pints yeah. that that feel like a single serving when they are not. Like me and Bob just went to the Hollywood and Highland. We ben did. I and and uh, got. Uh, coffee ice cream <laughs> also honey bono like sunny bono died 10 months before this so i'm kind of shocked it so soon they're doing a sunny bono joke they were kind of making fun of how bad these names are on the commentary like yeah. we wanted all of these to be timeless <laughs> <laughs> i mean sherbert hoover is sherbert probably the worst hoover, and that's yeah. you can tell his mouth movements all off so they changed it too i wonder what it was but my mom my mom uh she she really hated hearing people call sherbet Sher- sherbert. Yeah. sherbert. Mm. Now according to Merriam-Webster's website both are acceptable pronunciations even though sherbet is clearly spelled without an r at the in, without a second r but sherbet is expected just like Reese's pieces <laughs> i hate that i hate that even more actually i'm trying to unlearn that stuff and not be a uh i don't say grammar nazi yeah prescriptivist yeah, cryptid- don't thing. say grammar nazi anymore everybody <laughs> please
0: there are real nazis
1: <laughs> i was trying not to i was uh yeah but it it really bugged if if we went to baskin and robbins and my mom heard somebody ordering sherbert she'd like grind her teeth like she really hated to hear that though i guess really we should be calling him sorbets right like that's the if we really want to be accurate mm,
0: perhaps i just go with gelato
1: mm, gelato and yeah when, when the lobster showed up i was like holy shit pinchy there he is right there this is the pinchy episode i still even watching the first two minutes of it it still didn't hit me this was the pinchy episode they uh speaking of other names i I wish they'd have gone with the name that they say on the commentary they would have done. Oh, go ahead. Ron Halkey said it was going to be Shelly. That's funnier. That's yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's too clever
0: for Homer, though.
1: I guess I.
0: Yeah, it's for, almost close to bitey, pinchy.
1: I guess it is. Yeah, call the big one bitey. Same with pinchy is also of the same ilk as Stitch Face. Yeah, yeah. So fine, it, it fits more with Homer's intelligence. But my argument would have been in uh, in the writers' room that Homer would be stupid and just call him shelly because he has a shell and not mean a double meaning, mm. but. Hey, I mean Pinchy. Everyone remembers the name Pinchy, so yeah. I'm, I'm not
5: shocked by that. <laughs> There's a weird number of episodes, especially this season, that start with Homer walking into a store and getting an idea for a thing. Oh yes. yeah. 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 I
0: mean, it is kind of like too on the nose for him to go. Unless, yeah, like, yes. it is very sitcommy.
1: <laughs> I think uh, he's very Peter Griffin in this episode. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It when I speak of him being awful in this episode, shoving Lisa into a freezer as she coughs and, and shivers, yeah, and yeah. then. He he says come on my hands are getting cold that's really i don't know why it always feels worse when he does an awful thing to lisa compared to an awful thing to bart but by like,
0: by cartoon logic though she is cold for 15 seconds and she gets uh, sick immediately yeah yeah uh, like a little after this time i was like stocking freezers at my grocery store and Ooh. you can withstand a lot of coldness without immediately getting like <laughs> influenza
1: for like three dollars an hour yeah hey it was 525 oh wow it could have been 515 but we weren't in a union they kept telling us that <laughs> <laughs> uh you know sell shellfish i'm not the biggest fan of it though i i never really gave it much of a try as a kid it's because i'm not allergic to it but my little brother is uh we found out like after a couple seafood trips he like had pretty severe allergic reactions to it mm. uh and so as a family we just never really ate shellfish like it it's not like i couldn't order shellfish at a meal but if i did it'd be like a worry of like well it's near your brother what if it cross contaminates so now when i see shellfish i can order i could eat shellfish anytime i want but when i see it they just look like bugs to me it just Mm. doesn't it uh, they don't feel appetizing
0: well i mean they are in the spider family don't hold that against them i don't know how do you feel everyone.
5: lobster takes too much work
0: it does yeah
5: it's not worth it i
0: i kind of prefer uh, crab to lobster <laughs> uh just for the flavor it's good
5: and crab generally cut like there's no expectation traditionally for a restaurant to bring you a shelled crab yeah yeah like maybe disassembled at worst but lobster they they always bring you the full thing i'm like no just take it out for me let me, <laughs> let me put it in a thing of macaroni and that's fine
1: well, you know, isn't it like red lobster or whatever you want to know? It's the one you pointed at, uh, and you I got definitely to eat it. don't want to know that. <laughs> I don't, I don't I've never found the, understood
5: the obsession with that.
1: <laughs> uh, I was at an
0: e three uh, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, by the way, when I was in the video game industry, and it was at the end of a, a long e three and our website decided to take us to a steakhouse even though some of us are vegetarian thanks a lot guys <laughs> and it was one of the fancy well fancier it was like Ruth's Ruth Chris's steakhouse oh, or whatever it. it's yeah, one of those it's fancy enough uh, yeah. but it's like it's one of those ones where they not only like ask you what you want they'll like show you the sides of beef oh yeah <laughs> and but yeah. then they like they brought out a live lobster <gasps> to the table I was just like I have to this is just too gross I have <laughs> to leave oh wow. Yeah. wow
1: I didn't so you left
0: the... uh no I didn't but uh, I, I, I thought about it okay I was a coward I think I went no, to the bathroom you, and like splash water in my face like I don't want to see a thing that is probably just gonna be thrown and like committed to death
5: yes. they kind of parody that in the truck episode right like it's oh
1: yeah, yeah. Like like pointing at the cow yeah. you want dad yeah, yeah burns just kills cow after cow mm. we'll be seeing that one not too long from now uh,
0: I mean uh I talk about uh, you know I eat crab you can own me by my own logic but still. yeah Bob mm. you kill
1: <laughs> how many crabs have you What's killed your huh? belt made out of <laughs> that was actually
5: like when I was a kid that was a fairly traumatic experience for me because like I don't know how much people know know about the muslim faith but my f- family is religious mm. so my dad once took me to on i forget the exact tradition i'm gonna butcher it so i don't want to say too much but it like there's a point where you are you have to kill the cow for the community and like slit its throat mm, yeah and my dad took me to one of those it's something like a uh, at a butcher and like they they sh- on a killing floor i guess mm-hmm. but when i saw that i'm like i should maybe not eat beef ever again i didn't hold yeah. that but <laughs> it was one of those very traumatic experiences for me and that's one of the reasons i hate seeing it at restaurants oh yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah i uh boy you know the closest thing i had to that as a kid was seeing a more redneck family of mine they had killed a deer the day before hunting and then they just had it like the carcass strung up in a tree and they were just flaying it all day and i, nice. I, I was like four or five when i saw it I'll al- the deer henry <laughs> i'll always remember it because i was scarred by that but then immediately got to watch return of the jedi the first time i saw a star wars film so those two <laughs> things are like forever linked uh not that I, I i i eat tons of meat i i am a total hypocrite uh, but i don't eat deer no venison for me <laughs> don't so. eat beef eat deer <laughs> <laughs> i eat less beef yeah I kill chickens are my main uh, nemesis
0: (laughs) they're so cute
1: So, they leave. Lisa's already shivering. It has a cold instantly. I think it's really good, like, stuffed-up acting by Lisa, too. Mm -hmm. uh, Or Yardley, I should say. And uh, it's all visual, but my favorite joke of the episode is when they get home in the fish tank. Yeah, yeah. How long have we had these fish? (laughs) (laughs) When they're right there in the shot, you're like, okay, what's happening with these fish? They never show those fish. They only exist for this one shot. But what Homer really, in reality, does is kill both of the animals. Animals. Yeah,
0: okay. I, it's a very funny joke of him. Like they're both like float, like between
1: life and death. Yes, yeah, yeah. on each side of the tank. It's very good. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so as they get home, Lisa has a cold.
7: Lobsters need salt water.
6: I'm way ahead of you. Hmm.
7: I have the fish.
6: And I'm still fine tuning. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <gasps> mm, you don't sound so good. We better get you some cold medicine.
6: No problem. I picked some up at the store.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh,
6: homie. You made breakfast. Nothing's too good for my one and only. Eat, eat. You're nothing but skin and bones.
7: <clears throat> How
2: are you feeling, sweetie?
7: Much better. <gasps>
2: oh my you're burning up i'm going to tell the school you're staying home
7: i'm afraid i can't allow that lisa Mm. bob no wait we can make a deal you don't have anything i
1: want (laughs) (laughs) i love that line yeah i love that
0: marge would be willing to uh i guess bargain with lisa if she had something (laughs)
1: yes yeah i i mean that uh that felt really familiar to me as a kid of feeling like i thought i have told my mom too before like come on let's make a deal and the parent goes like you can't not as matter of factly as marge does but like you're a child you can't negotiate yeah. with me. Yeah. everything you have is mine so you can't make a negotiation you have no leverage but i like how she just desperately goes like we can make a deal <laughs> uh and i've rarely identified more with lisa in an episode than in this one both in that first the denying that you're sick and like i'm not sick i can't be sick i have Mm -hmm. to go to work like i i did that all the time but then once you're allowed to be like oh it's accepted i'm sick then it's vacation time and i'm riding this out (laughs) being as lazy as possible while i'm sick Oh, the sweetness of a sick day. In high school, I didn't like high school,
0: so I didn't go to a lot of high school. (laughs) Uh, My mom and I had an understanding, of course. And uh, I missed like 30 days a year in my last two years, I think. Probably 30, maybe more than that. Wow. But I got all my work done. But that is when I became like the future host of Retronauts, when I was just like, well... I'm home and I can just play every uh, NES ROM that I can find. So I'm gonna play all these games and then learn everything about them while my brain is still able to retain a knowledge. And that's why I'm full of uh, bad information not good <laughs> things like languages and things about the world.
1: Well, but what was more important for your job? And it's, it's- true, it's true. All those sick days paid off. That high school was wrong. And jobs define worth, as we all know, personal
5: worth. I remember specifically my mother telling me like, you cannot play video games when you when you're sick at home, because to I guess disincentivize me from faking sick to play a game. Mm. But when Wind Waker came out, it was very obvious I was going to fake sick. She's like, you better be actually sick because you're not going to be able to play the game.
1: Uh-huh. But
5: <laughs> she folds like Superman on laundry day. So <laughs> I would... I. I'll naturally, I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna play this." He's like, "All right, fine." My mom yeah. was kind
0: of a pushover uh, because she cared about me, that sucker. <laughs> and she was just like, "I just like, uh, mom, I'm feeling kind of sick." Well, you are staying home, oh, like uh, immediately. Nice. And like, even if the roads were bad, she's like, "You are not getting on that bus today." Like, I was like, "This owns." Oh wow, man, <laughs> I had a good I mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a nice mom. My mom, I think, would give me some sick days, not too many, but she'd she'd allow it. I mean, the level I'd play it, but I also, as a kid, I didn't really identify with the car with the shows that were about like here's how to fake sick here's how ferris bueller does it or whatever i'm like i never think of working that hard to fake sick (laughs) Uh, i didn't desire it that much i guess i didn't hate school as much as as you bob i not that i loved it Mm -hmm. i i wasn't treated too well but uh but when i could take a day off and play video games all day that was a perfect feeling that i would i'd alternate between watching tv as well but daytime tv Especially in the '90s, like was not good. Yeah. I guess it's probably still pretty bad too. Now, I mean, today
5: everything's on demand, so like whatever, yeah. just go oh. through Netflix. You have, to have, so a, to have
1: a sick day as a child today. Amazing. Um, <laughs> you could just watch every SpongeBob all the time. Just all the not not having to just settle for like Jerry Springer, Jenny or Jones, or Jenny, Ricky Sp- Lake. Uh, all the all the judges, every single judge, one more judgeful than the last.
5: I found a streaming channel that just shows unsolved mysteries all the time. Oh, nice. So like, I spent I think want to say like two weeks just watching unsolved mysteries. it's shocking i had anything done
1: (laughs) also yeah the homer acting like peter griffin this is a very peter griffin moment of making a full breakfast that you are clearly implying to your wife is hers (laughs) and then basically destroying it by putting it in the fish tank because that uh, lobster isn't even going to eat that like it's <laughs> it's so wasteful and stupid and needlessly mean to your wife it well, all feels very family guy. we are just
0: two months before the premiere of family guys so oh, yeah. uh, hold on to your seats folks
1: <laughs> it's it's just what's in the air of writing father figures and shows uh so lisa gets her permission to stay home she watches some uh, a nice parody of shark week which was definitely in the air back then
0: and the learning channel was uh, about learning In 1998 Uh, Now I have to say Because uh, of my girlfriend Got me into the show I am watching Trashy reality TV Ah. And my new favorite show Is uh, My 600 pound life
1: whoa hmm, yeah. I haven't heard of this it's, one uh, <laughs> it's,
0: it's my new anime I'm watching so uh, it's, it's pretty good lineup. what's that oh yeah yeah. it's all about uh, well the food they eat is mainly casseroles but you understand <laughs> but uh, yeah I, that Learning Channel has not been about learning for I don't know 18 years
1: <laughs> 19 uh, years but the joke about the seaweed shark actually has some truth to it uh, Just I found a 2017 National Geographic article about how scientists found that shark eat, some sharks eat way more grass and sea we than they had previously thought mm-hmm. so it's not all meat for sharks they can't you know sometimes you got to settle for the leafy greens those sharks are losers <laughs> <laughs> those sharks are getting cucked kill in our modern society man it's because they stopped playing shark dodgeball <laughs> <laughs> and it all went down from there Are these
0: sharks being feminized (laughs) by the media? Uh,
5: Shark uh, justice warriors?
1: (laughs) (laughs) These sharks aren't even being properly gendered, everybody. (laughs) All right, enough. Uh, These are jokes. We do not feel... Oh, yes, (laughs) yes. If you're a new listener. So Marge, in a very inverse parenting thing, insists that Lisa does play video games to think less, which is a very funny turn on it. And so Lisa is given her assignment.
3: (laughs)
2: Foolish dingo! You must find and devour the seven crystal babies,
4: or spend eternity trapped in deep didgeridoo!
7: (laughs) I am so scared. Alright, I guess you're supposed to go through this stupid door. Hmm, I wonder what's in this glowing barrel? What? Nunchucks? Those aren't even Australian! Oh, great, so I'm dead now. Fine, I'm sick of this stupid game anyway. Yes, I am just four power wands away from an anti-gravity lozenge. (gasps) Hope I don't run into that weird little troll. Hi, Lisa. (laughs) Pause, pause. I brought your homework. We have to read this. The Wind in the Willows? It's about a toad and a badger and a mole. I draw it on mine. (laughs) Is this my house? (laughs) No, you live in a different house. (laughs) Choo-choo-choo-choo! Woo-woo! And I shall rule the down under (laughs) this! We'll see about that, Mike.
3: (laughs)
0: So 1998 uh, The last year You could legally Reference A Cry in the Dark I think (laughs) Oh yes Yeah Yeah. That's
1: also That's why it's a dingo Instead of uh, Yeah (laughs) In case you're
0: wondering That's the uh, Meryl Streep movie Yes uh, About a a real life story About a a dingo Supposedly taking uh, A woman's baby
5: Mm -hmm. As a kid I had no idea About what the reference Was referring to I only knew that From Seinfeld Exactly Yeah yeah.
0: I didn't know Cry in the Dark either Well as we've learned From doing all these shows Henry You've pointed it out That like these movies Were a way for writers To do coded jokes about things you couldn't get on tv so the dingo joke is like i want to make a dead baby joke on broadcast tv (laughs) in 1998 how do i
1: do this oh reference a cry in the dark fortunately there's this classy meryl streep film and i'm referencing that same with like if you wanted to do a transphobic joke you'd be like no 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 it's a crying game joke it's i'm just referencing the popular film crying game as we all do (laughs) so yeah it uh that's uh they were lucky; these popular films came out that let them do these dark uh, jokes yeah. about it. And I say, why read
0: *The Wind in the Willows* when you can ride it at Disneyland? Yeah. It gives you the full experience. <laughs> *Wind in the Willows*
5: is a great book, though. I've, I I've
0: never read it. I never saw the uh, the movie. I've
5: seen like either as a kid. I
1: saw like three different adaptations, including a claymation one by the Danger Mouse guys. Didn't ride the ride until I went to Disneyland for the first time last year. I did know about Mr. Toad and everything but I never read the book as a kid either I'm sad I'm sorry <laughs> to say so you you were the only one who did the homework I'm here not then. sure if
5: it was a sign or I just something I picked up in a library or something but I remember really liking it as a kid
0: could you answer the test questions later like he had a red blank? No, absolutely
5: not. He has a red (laughs) car,
1: right?
0: Doesn't he? He has a red scarf. Who knows? Scooter,
5: maybe? maybe. Maybe.
1: Boop, boop. Even in 98, this was the one plot point in the episode that bothered me then and still feels a little, not discontinuity, but... It feels out of character that Lisa, who is such a well-read child, would not have read such a famous children's book, especially of like her generation's famous. It seems like she uh,
0: that's below her reading level. She's reading things like Ethan Frome and Gore Vidal Vidal books. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. she would not be into this.
1: Uh, And I like that I messed up and didn't have the line there. But when March calls says Hugh Downs says they're the latest craze, (laughs) I love that because it means she just watched 2020 and Hugh Downs introduced like some segment by saying, the latest craze is video games. <laughs> and then probably cut to John Stossel talking about yeah. video games.
5: So one thing I noticed is this is a thing that I notice in all cartoons and I'd make a website about it if there were money in it. Huh. But like just controllers because they don't want to get over the trademark issue with making an actual accurate place to controller. So this one is more of a virtual boy kind of thing with longer handles mm. and a D-pad on each side.
0: Yeah, I noticed when we were doing Talking of the Hill, uh, Bobby's Game Boy, which they say Game Boy
1: has the d-pad on the other side
5: oh yeah yeah. it's on
1: the uh, it's on the right side i think uh yeah i mean it's it's about not just dodging copyright but also i think it could might not even be nintendo or whoever enforcing it it's like advertising thing of just like what if their opponent uh says you can't ever they're paying for ads on the show and then you're you've got an accurate game boy on the show Mm -hmm. like so it has to get into like parodic area yeah i think the rules changed because
0: like in um a streetcar named marge homer is just playing game boy in bed yeah it's just a literal (laughs) game boy same color same control same everything
1: i think they uh you know in season eight they were even impressed that they could still do count chocula on screen i think now by season 10 they do have to be more like those could have easily just been ben and jerry's flavor but they were ken and harry's right yeah yeah so i think they're just being more uh held back leashed on these things and if you go back to uh i forget i think it was 22 short
0: films uh it was the one of the Hamburger comic book yes yeah uh, he says it's Hamburger, but his hand is covering the h in hamburger. so right. it's just like it's weird there are all these weird uh, weird rules to get around
1: Uh, Though the console really looks like a PlayStation. uh, Except it's like
0: a wireless PlayStation with no uh, cords coming out of it.
1: They did mess up there. And even as a child... I was mad that when she says pause she's pressing two side buttons I'm like we all know the start buttons in the middle Lisa come on <laughs> is it start on
0: PlayStation or is it like run or play it's, or uh... it's start
1: but it's a play button? like yeah shape button. yeah on PS one it was still a play now it is this um, that it was the start button now it's uh, what action or options, options. The, yeah start I options. hate that <laughs> make it start always start. it's better
5: than the Xbox one which has I, I work in the industry I don't know what those buttons are called
1: the stink line button right it's <laughs> like
5: hamburgers and box
1: yeah Uh, well who i mean who plays an xbox one now anyway uh i miss on the og xbox just the white and black button that were just like it's white and there's black just press that one so so many needless buttons on that and but yeah i I also think that it's it's really terrible level design that you the first thing you do is walk up to a barrel and ninjas come out and kill you instantly like insta death right there Mm -hmm. poor level design (laughs) dash dingo creators
5: so this episode actually predicted Crash Team Racing.
1: Oh yes, yeah, they did. Oh. They in the next clip, Lisa will say, you know, ask to get warmed up syrup. On the screen, it's like a picture of Crash Team Racing. Right. Like they drew a screenshot. Yeah, it
0: looks like. I, I, I paused. It's like, is he in a cart? Is he riding like a go kart?
1: And mm-hmm. that it's, it's it, crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, but but yeah crash team is a 99 game it's not a 98 game yeah, right? I, so. I can't
5: recall if it was announced by then and even if it were it would have been in like a game magazine yeah. so that would have to be like a deep pull if they didn't just predict it
1: yeah i you know now i'm extra confused i wasn't even looking at that timeline like yeah. there are
5: racing levels in those games but i don't recall if they were like go karts like they mm-hmm. were on animals and things like that but
0: it was the era that you would uh, like game magazines would whine like oh another kart racer which yes. you yeah. don't get any of those anymore but there were <laughs> everything had a kart racing game in 1998 around that
1: era also in in simpsons they can't really do polygons, so it's still digitized but the isometric camera angle at least like captures well enough what a polygonal crash game kind of looks yeah like. yeah uh though the isometric stuff just reminds me of bad british video games. it looks more <laughs> like
0: sonic 3d blast than it does crash <laughs> land stalker <laughs> oh lance stalker
1: so Lisa has given her assignment, totally ignores it to play video games for three days straight, which, oh God, how wonderful. Wish uh, I was playing Fire Emblem right now. Yeah. But let's let's <laughs> just stop this podcast. Uh, they should just listen to me play Fire Emblem the whole time. <laughs> time. But anyway, instead of that, let's listen to Lisa play more of her video game.
7: Oh no. Yes, that's it. Bye, 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 Lisa? Oh, sweetie, you look
2: so much better. Ready to go back to school?
7: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could risk it, but... No, no,
2: you just stay put.
7: Wow, you didn't even feel her forehead. How do I get that kind of credibility? With eight years of scrupulous honesty. Eh, <laughs> nah, it's not worth it. <laughs> oh, I really need one more day, Mom. I think the germs are regrouping. Now, for breakfast, I'll have hash browns coffee and a short stack. And Would it kill you to heat up the syrup? <laughs> I might infect the other kids. That's a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> so <long. laughs>
2: Welcome back, Lisa. I trust you got
4: the homework I assigned.
7: The wind in the willows? Oh, yeah, Ralph brought it over.
4: Perfect. Then I won't need to
2: excuse you from the test. Oh,
7: test?
2: Game over, mate. Mm.
0: So the villain in that game is like uh, Crocodile Dundee, a the, Paul Hogan yeah. style figure. Yes,
1: definitely looks like Paul Hogan. Which great acting on Dan Castellaneta too. There, I he I feel like he's played a lot of video game villains and stuff. Actually, I guess at this very same time he was a star of Earthworm Jim 3D for the N64. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that might have been like 99 or 2000. But, but he was uh, he was getting ready for it. Yeah, he was on the cartoon series already. Yeah. So yeah. we talked about two
0: landmark games: Ocarina of Time and Earthworm Jim uh, 3D, which <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, just as important which is a
5: blockbuster exclusive if i recall correctly Ooh, you can keep it they can keep that game <laughs> midway was doing a lot
1: of blockbuster exclusives yeah. back then yeah the clay fighter thirty sixty three 63 and a third yeah what a classic we're not good
5: enough to be on the system
1: <laughs> ralph has written very special in this episode i i don't think that choo choo line is a reference to their valentine's thing but it made me think of it anyway mm. i don't think it's intentional but i did love the line is this my house oh, no yeah. you live in a different house <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even respond to that and just goes choo choo I, though I think it's cute that when he says he drawed on his it's a picture of him and Lisa that's Aww. sweet that's, uh, uh, also Homer weighs himself uh, right before the Homer weighs himself and Pinchy at the same time and it comes in at 300 which Homer says he it's 140 on his uh driver's license so <laughs> What was the uh three, 309? What was the, oh, the weight two...
0: in uh King Size Homer or uh, oh, Homer the Great he had to
1: get to 300 in yeah. that as well yeah
0: Was it just 3 okay yeah yeah
1: yeah, once you're over 300. And I think, though, he was at like 315 after he moved his gut off of the towel yeah, rack. All right. This breaks previous rule that normal Homer weight is 239 because... That's...
0: that. I <laughs> mean, now that I'm an adult, that just seems way too skinny for Homer. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. I I don't think that's real. Man, boy. I'd, uh, someday I'll be a 239 <laughs> again, Homer. I promise. I would think Homer is more meant to be read as 290 and the pinchy adds maybe 10 pounds he's definitely getting big the the, mm-hmm. the the lobster's getting big i also man i love the way lisa crawls under the bed she's like knock on the door oh shit like yeah, yeah. uh d- kids of all ages do that still yeah. like the it's the the performance of pretending to sleep that gag was the first time i realized you could heat up syrup before you put it Dude, on did it change pancakes. your life <laughs> kind of did uh-huh. i got microwavable safe uh syrup distributors parents. yeah they, they would actually uh, around this
0: time uh maybe earlier they made the smaller ones, the smaller jugs you could put right in the microwave and they actually had like a little indicator on them that told you when it was hot enough oh man yeah
1: i miss those label indicators yeah things oh that was classic same with like the beer where the rocks would change a different yeah, color be
5: blue if it were cold enough
1: yeah mm. I miss that kind of label technology <laughs> now. It's it's been lost to time. It was yeah, that probably just an app for it or something? Because <laughs> uh, now, still, sometimes I'm if I make pancakes, I still get kind of lazy. Like, eh, I just got it out of the fridge. It's good it, the pancakes are hot enough, <laughs> and sometimes I like the you know the texture of a cold syrup on a hot pancake. Mm-hmm. It can that can be fun too? But uh, Lisa giving in an order including coffee to Marge, which Marge should really say like an eight year old does not need coffee. That, <laughs> for the last time yes (laughs) uh that's one of the best i love that meme yeah the the lisa getting coffee memes me
0: and then whatever is being poured into that (laughs) yeah
1: just the look on her face she's so satisfied with that coffee the episode then uh, comes back. Lisa realizes she is screwed. She doesn't have any of the answers for the test. And then comes in a nightmare that could only be born by, out of the minds of grade grubbing Ivy Leaguers. Yeah, those scumbags. <laughs> yes. Uh, we forgot to mention Ian Maxtone Graham is the writer of this episode, though the A plot is apparently Ron Hauge and the B plot is Richard Pell. I think uh,
0: Switch was the round. That's uh, what it is.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay. Ian Maxtone Graham brought his own personal experience as a Brown alum. You're saying Brown a lot, Henry. Are you okay? A brown, brown, brown.
7: Okay, all right. You can bluff your way through one test. Mr. Toad has a red blank. Okay, skip that one. Mr. Blank needs a blank in order to blank his blank. Oh, I am in deep blank. And the lowest grade in the class. She's
2: going to say my name. Lisa (laughs)
7: Simpson,
4: zero.
8: (gasps) Lisa, the president of Harvard would like a word with you. <laughs> Nasty
6: business, that zero. Naturally, Harvard's doors are now closed to you. But I'll pass your file along to <coughs> Brown. Mm,
8: <laughs> heck of a school, weren't you at Brown, Otto? Yep. Almost got tenure too.
4: <gasps> no,
7: not Brown. Brown. Ooh. Brown.
4: Lisa, brown. you're saying Brown an awful lot. <laughs> are
7: you okay? Well, actually, I do feel a little feverish.
4: Ah. Uh, don't worry about the test. Just get yourself a nice drink of water. Then come back and finish the test.
1: Hoover gets a lot of comedy in this episode. Mm-hmm. She, she, This might be the funniest Hoover has gotten to be in the show. At least since Calm Blue Ocean. Actually, it's a little of both. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that Brown thing. So, yeah, Ian Maxwell and Graham went to Brown. He tells a funny story on the commentary that like he knew a professor there, and that his he thinks that this embarrassed the professor enough to make him quit going to Brown. <laughs> and, uh, it's pretty funny, and that they give it to Auto too. Now I'm sure Brown is a very fine university. It's an Ivy League university. Yeah. yeah, it's in the
5: league. But if you're at Harvard, that's the kind of thing you make fun of.
1: Yeah, oh, yes, you all the other Brown, yeah. Same like oh, Stanford couldn't get into Harvard, huh?
0: On the commentary, Mike Scully and Yardley Smith joke about they both never went to college. (laughs) Like Mike Scully went to one day of community college and he's in the room with all these Harvard guys. I love that Ivy League guys. I love
1: that. And like it's makes
0: scully's a man of the people sorry Andrew. exactly
1: yeah no i think scully's been pretty awesome on twitter lately too he's very strongly behind the union movement up mm-hmm. there like he's he's a real workman man he's not some fancy pants harvard guy it's uh it's why i don't want to be as mean to him as i thought i would be uh or mean to his seasons as i would be when we started this because i've come <laughs> i've come to really like mike scully the man he's he's one of the most uh, interesting guys of in the group and also like I didn't finish college either or go and definitely didn't go to an Ivy League school so Simpson's legend that had the career path closest to mine <laughs> is Mike Scully like so I I can only look up to him as uh, as inspiration In that dream sequence, too, there's a really nice shot, like low angle of Skinner. Yeah. It totally reminds me of that pathetic meme that goes around. Yeah. What
0: is that? What is that? Is that from uh, The Boy Who Knew Too Much, that meme? The the Mm. one where he's looking down?
1: I, you know, I think it's a season one one. Actually, yeah. The coloring looks season one.
0: Might be like a dream sequence from season one or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or I think actually it might be him looking at the Wiener uh, graffiti. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So from the very second episode of the series that one it's it's expected that it will look crazy and there's crazy angles because they're still figuring out how they want them to be drawn mm. but to see skinner look like similar to that in a season 10 one is really striking. And I think makes the dream sequence even better, you know, more dreamy and that, that Lisa thinks so poorly of Brown that she thinks that Otto was a teacher there, not even a student. <laughs> Otto is a
0: PhD and was published a lot. It seems like <laughs>
5: but in Lisa's fantasies. Like she even has to put down Ralph to get in like,
1: yeah, she, she's uh come on, Lisa, you're better than this.
5: Uh which is fair. I mean yeah.
1: I like too that Hoover yes, Hoover jokes that seemingly is gonna forgive Lisa and let her leave. She's like,
5: then come back and finish the test. Like also like a teacher announcing the lowest score Oh yeah, that is not a thing that I recall ever happening. It seems maybe that does happen a lot
1: in this class. Though. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of score based shaming, and I mean, there were the academic alerts. We know Springfield yeah. does that. It just
0: gives Ralph a moment to be recognized for something. I think that's all there. That's all she's doing. He
1: loves hearing his name, yeah. just like when he was failing English. Possibly. he was very excited for that too. I won! I won! Get off the stage, Ralph. <laughs> uh, so. As Lisa is desperate, she runs into Bart. Bart reveals that he has a lifelike model of himself. <laughs> Somehow he replaced himself and left the room. Well, we found
0: out he's a skilled puppet craftsman later in this episode, mm-hmm. so they're planting that in your head. It's, it's the Chekhov's
1: puppets. <laughs> I didn't, puppet. There's no reason to pay off that puppet as being Bart's, but it, now it totally makes sense yeah. that, that that this sets up that he can build this. This is a skill Bart will never have again, his, <laughs> his incredible craft at building. Maybe, you know, they say homer bought that fake life like dummy to fake his own death but maybe bart really helped him make it I think and he built it yeah that's when bart discovered his love of making false bodies out of latex <laughs> yeah. in shop class which like also 10 year olds don't have shop like this is them writing them as middle schoolers once yeah. more. Mm-hmm. bart takes lisa to the boys bathroom there's a i kind of don't like that line that he's that he says there's nothing in here you haven't seen since the time Homer boycotted pants which like yeah. so she's seen Homer's genitals is this what the joke is I, I like, hope
0: I, I think I don't it is like but that. Uh, this I don't is also uh, I don't think they talk about this on the commentary but uh, this is like a happy days thing For where sure. uh, fawns had an off like come into my office they go to the bathroom yep. when you want to yeah. talk yeah. to somebody so <laughs> but Nelson has like a desk on a toilet and stuff like that so it's, it's much more complicated an employee of
5: the month sign yeah, yeah I forgot about
0: that
1: a filing system in the tank and then the final joke of the Rolodex is a roll of toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's all which is actually an extra gag that's a Rolodex. Yeah. A, boy, they they're they're clever by half. <laughs> uh but of course, because it's a Lisa story, there has to at least be one gag inducing, disgusting joke <laughs> in the episode. Uh, and that's when Lisa purchases her study aid.
7: I don't want to cheat. Hey, hey, these are study aids. They're for novelty purposes only. If a few bad apples use them for cheating, I can't be held responsible. Forget it. I'd rather get a zero.
6: Get for you, lass. I got me a zero once, <laughs> and my life turned out just fine. Oh, whoa, that's a nasty clog. Ooh, you've got yourself a partner, have you?
7: Yeah. Keep the change. <laughs> Come here, <laughs> you
5: slippery rascals!
0: Oh, man, like hearing it isolated from the uh, the video, the
1: Foley people, amazing work. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. This episode is very anti-blue collar. It really is. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I mean, Ian Macstone Graham is quite a fancy lad, so <laughs> I, could, I could see him being a little classist here, that's for sure. Yeah, that Lisa sees a zero as her road to ignominity and nothingness by being a poor, like, Willie's doing the dirty job. Somebody has to do yeah. it, man. Which, by the way, if you like that show, Dirty Dirty Jobs, that guy sucks. He does. You guys need to listen to the Citations Needed podcast all about that guy.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a great one. It's
1: really good. Mike Rome, I believe, is that jerk's name? Mm-hmm. Roe. Like, Roe. Roe. Uh, yeah. Yes. Look it up. The Citations Pod, our good buddies. Anyway, I feel like I have to advertise that show every episode <laughs> of our podcast. They are uh, friends of the show. Uh, but the yeah god the sound of that and also the water everywhere like i'm glad i think it makes it slightly less disgusting that the water is clear like at least that helps yeah, yeah.
0: although there is brown matter splattered there it around is. yeah you're yeah. right
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean they can't they can't resist going like literally to the toilets <laughs> for this stuff but uh I also love Nelson's study aids thing. Like that's still how people sell illegal things. Now they're just like, Hey, I can't help if a few bad apples use this like this. That's not what this is intended for. No, no, no that's like how people I, I bought fireworks that were incredibly dangerous because they signed this thing that is to scare birds off my farm <laughs>
0: <laughs> those damn birds uh, what's our history here with cheating uh, like mm. ev- the thing that dictates my life like uh, I love I'm not ripping him off because I identify with this completely like he he like underlined like a like a through line in my life like uh, Paul F. Tompkins mm-hmm. in his uh, laboring under delusion that bet yeah. that his thing was like what guides his life is the fear of being yelled at <laughs> so like the fear of being caught I've never shoplifted I've never uh, cheated on a test. I just don't want to be caught, mm-hmm. and I yeah. have dream like dreams where I'm caught for doing things, and I just like wake up in terror. Oh wow! So uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I could never do. It. I remember my first year of college. I was in this film class, and someone that went to high school with me was in it. And uh, we rarely talked in high school, but she was just like, oh, hi, Bob. How are you doing? And we just had a small chat. She's like, listen, um, I, I didn't do any of the work. Can I, can I just look off your paper during this test? And I was like, we are in college. <laughs> this is. I don't want to get kicked out. I, I took it way too seriously, but I was just like outraged. Uh, man, you blew yeah. you blew your shot with this girl. Yeah, it never <laughs> would have happened. I'm glad. I think she's still there in, oh. uh, in my old hometown. All right, well. I've,
5: I've definitely cheated in class before. Mm. I remember once in Japanese class... I wrote most of a hiragana chart, or like the ones that I didn't recognize, onto a small slip of paper and put it in the little flap above a zipper. So Uh, I would just kind of occasionally check that or pull that out, mm. which probably looked really weird, but didn't look like cheating. (laughs) Uh, There was a time where for a final exam for history class in college, the professor gave us the, the final exam as a take home. And I don't I forget why. I think I just googled one of the questions verbatim. Only to discover that the entire test was taken off an online test nah. that had all the answers on it. Wow. Ooh, so I was wow. like there's no way I'm not going to use this. Yeah. Like I'm going to get a couple wrong on purpose, but because you
1: don't want to look like Lisa in this episode. Yes. <laughs> I,
5: this might have been what motivated that honestly.
1: <laughs> you know, I I definitely had the fear of authority. That's not like the fear of being yelled at. I definitely didn't try to cheat for that reason too, but also like the effort. I I was more like I'll just fail every test until the big important test, and then I'll (laughs) I'll cram overnight and level out to a C in my classes. That was um, C's get degrees. (laughs) My my uh, the most pride I felt in a class was when a teacher said i couldn't do this or she's like you can't come back to ap english next year your grades aren't good enough for that and then i was and then i was like i'll show you b mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> i went to the ap class test and only me and the valedictorian got a four on it on the ap class everybody Ooh. else got a three and so i was like Ha! you got to take me back now don't you <laughs> and she uh she really owned me by saying I never thought you weren't smart enough to do this. I just thought you'd never try hard enough. And I was like, uh, and I didn't, I pretty much repeated my lack of trying in the next year. (laughs) It's still got to be and passed my AP class. But so, yeah, it was more laziness. though. not that I wasn't above a Cliff Notes, like Mm -hmm. buying that. I I would do that. That was the closest to like cheating I did of like not reading the book and reading the Cliff Notes. But some books are boring, you know? crime and punishment's a really long book yeah i had to freaking do that book because it was assigned to me because my teacher didn't know kafka enough i was like i was trying to be a real cool guy be like i want to do kafka's the trial i'm so smart She's
0: like (laughs) i'm not reading a new book i've been teaching this book for
1: 20 years exactly yeah so she handed me freaking crime and punishment which is like three times as long as the trial uh and that didn't teach me anything about (laughs) um you know victimization by a system you can't understand it taught me about like guilt of killing some old lady. I'm not gonna do that.
5: <laughs> but you haven't uh, killed any old lady, so it's true. It works.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Lisa though does decide to cheat and runs off with the answers. We then cut back to the uh, Pinchy getting moved out of his fish bowl into uh, our fish tank into a kiddie pool, which I would assume he's killed the goldfish at this point. <laughs> They're dead. Yeah. he's eaten them. Well, here let's let's hear Homer and Pinchy getting along. <laughs>
6: Good news, my delicious friend! You're going to be a free range lobster! Come on, boy, dig in! They'll give you a big, strong thorax! Wow! <laughs> Why, you little. Oh, look at him cower, just like the boy. <laughs> I can't stay mad at such a helpless little mammal.
3: <laughs>
6: I'm gonna get you for that, you little scamp! Here! get Take that, Pinchy! <laughs>
1: Obviously, lobsters are not mammals. Homer is wrong there, but the little spitting water fight is is kind of cute. Like, uh, but the the darkness I was referring to was Homer liking Pinchy because it reminds him of how Bart cowers <laughs> in fear of being hurt by Homer. Like, that's that's such a dark joke. That uh, that just that Bart now expects strangulation so much he's like, eh, like cowers in fear. That's fucked up. Uh, but it's it's funny when it's our cartoon dad friend Homer. It's just hilarious.
5: Do lobsters make vocal sounds? Uh, mm. Only when you kill them. Mm. You know,
1: I forget on the commentary how defensive was Graining about this lobster acting in he, un- animal way. He never even mentioned it. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, it always. Well, the coloring is a little too red, but he always looks like a lobster.
0: Yeah, he doesn't like do wild takes or like wink at the camera. Like yeah, General Sherman,
1: <laughs> <laughs> old General Sherman. So, this is showing that Homer's already starting to warm up to his dinner, which is like the one time, you know, they could have actually done something in this episode with Lisa identifying with Homer of like, oh, you don't want to kill animals? This is just like what happened to me. But uh, that's, actually, Lisa is mad the animal isn't killed she Smell. Uh, but yeah, we come back to the school and Miss Hoover, Hoover had a really fun lunch grading the papers.
4: <laughs> I graded this morning's test over lunch. And most of you did quite well. I got a B! No, Ralph, that's an F. I must have spilled some Kahlua. Perfect, Lisa. And you got all the extra credit questions, even the one that got cut off by the copy machine.
7: <laughs> well, I <laughs> guess I was just on a roll. <laughs>
4: Don't be so modest, Lisa. You earned that A+++.
7: Actually, there are four pluses. No, that's Drambui. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: I've never had drambuie. It's uh, read the description. It sounds like the kind of sweet whiskey I enjoy. Yeah, I yeah. think you would enjoy both. Mm, oh, I know. Kahlua. I love kalua. I love me some kalua. Uh, yeah, you see, Bob, you and your girlfriend love too many sour drinks. I I want sugary and sweet and um, uh, brown liquors. Yeah, harsh brown liquors. <laughs> uh, I all of my liquor needs to be cut with about a cup of sugar. I say <laughs> at least. Uh, have you ever tried either of those i have
5: not i had to look up what drambui was when i heard like i don't know why i assumed it was like a mediterranean food or sauce or (laughs) something (laughs) i guess yeah i think i had to
1: i didn't know what it was she said until i saw this with the commentary on like a decade ago Mm. i didn't realize what drambouille was a brand i never ordered it at a bar or whatever tried it like i none of my favorite cartoon characters like or big lebowski drank it so i didn't <laughs> know, you know anything about it this
0: is a really uh dumb tangent but uh, hey it's talking <laughs> simpsons so welcome uh i get i grew to hate kalua before i could even drink because uh this is the same era of time in which mystery science theater 3000 was back on the sci-fi channel. And every commercial break, there was a fucking Kahlua ad with the Brown <laughs> sugar song on it.
1: That's right. And it drove oh, me man. crazy <laughs>
0: hearing the same ad over and over again. So if you were watching sci-fi channel in 1998, <laughs> I don't know, season nine of mystery science theater, you were seeing those ads over and over again.
1: Well, and the show is two hours long. So when it, it's like 18 commercial breaks, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, God, I, I thank you for saying that. I totally forgot uh. that, uh, <laughs> commercial though maybe that made me want uh kalua all the more watching it i think it was what another of those sexy beach fun co- it was the kalua
0: like going through like a dusty city like, and ah, like rivers of it
1: okay Boy, that doesn't sound very appetizing in description but <laughs> i like to just like hoover was drinking so much during lunch she spilled two different types of alcohol like that's how much she. yeah was i
5: drinking. missed the lunch joke originally and i didn't get into like right now of like oh <laughs> she had liquid lunch okay
0: as a former teacher i did great papers while drinking before so uh at the bar
1: but would you be so sloppy as to spill them on your grade no, i'd be careful <laughs> <laughs> so uh lisa is shamed by her triple a plus and uh, then we come back home. There's a funny reversal of Marge drooling over food and Homer not wanting to eat it. It's a cute change up to the situation with them. And again, what episode of season 10 would be complete without more violence done to Marge?
2: Oh, so plump and juicy. Mm, he's going to boil up nicely.
1: Well, I guess this is it,
6: old pal. This is your big day. Water's boiling. Quick, chuck him in. Uh, Come on, chuck 'em him in. Okay. Let's go! In the pot, in the pot. Mo... But, uh, but Marge, look at that <gasps> guy. Uh, it looks like an ordinary cow! Son of a... <laughs> Feel that, Marge? He likes you! And now for the main course. Steamed main cabbages.
7: Um, pardon me for asking, but where the hell's my stupid lobster?
6: We're not eating, Mister <laughs> Pinchy. He's part of the family now. Uh, 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 Pinchy, I made you some risotto.
7: What? Are no, you kidding
6: me? What's your problem, Veggie? You don't even eat lobster.
7: No, but I enjoy the smell. Well, lobster or no lobster, this is still a very special dinner.
1: That uh, that pinch on her nose would leave a scar. Yeah, like that's, uh, but that that felt so cartoony to me. Like Popeye mm. gets chonked by a lobster. Even like,
0: the the noise is very cartoony. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Though it's funny right before that is the joke is how uncartoony and disgustingly yeah. real the lobster's face. I is.
0: like the just horrible <laughs> noises it's making.
1: Yeah. Also uh Julie is really funny with her like, ow, son of a like she's she's really pissed. <laughs> like and also, that Homer like so misdirects it by bringing out the full steamer, like uh-huh. the, that he's. Risotto, steams. did he make that? I, I have to assume he did. Yeah. Risotto is
5: actually like super hard to make, like in a non-restaurant setting. I've
1: never made it. Uh, what's uh, what's so tough about it? I was
5: looking it up the other day because I've been watching Hell's Kitchen. And I'm like, I wonder how easy it is to make risotto. Apparently, like every recipe was like, hey, this is difficult. Like getting it just right and not burning it is surprisingly yeah, hard.
0: it could burn or stick together and if you like get if you spill some on the stove it gets everywhere because it's yeah. just like these little tiny tiny pieces of pasta.
5: Yeah.
1: Wow. Man, I so like know. he's
5: going he's pulling out all the stops with the lobster. <laughs> I don't think I've had
1: risotto before. I don't think so. I should give that a try. Well actually now it sounds too hard. <laughs> a restaurant to give it to you. <laughs> uh, but uh, if I'm in an Italian restaurant I'm going to get uh, manicotti. Mm-mm, my favorite. So Pinji was pretty big but could he have fed homer bart and Marge like they, uh, they all seem to think they're gonna eat them
0: i don't like. i think a lobster is like maybe two people maybe but it's yeah. usually you order the lobster. you when you say i want the lobster you get what you just get a lobster for yourself yeah, or yeah, like yeah. a tail if you can't get a whole lobster
1: that's what i thought but they all seem to think they're all well except for lisa they think they're all gonna eat the lobster but uh, yeah lisa they totally sell out her character that she's like oh i like the smell of this <laughs> animal you kill i mean i
0: don't eat most meat but i do So I live right by a really good Mexican restaurant and when Mm. they start cooking their meat, uh, it smells really good.
1: Does smell good. Yeah. So see, man, you're owning yourself by your own logic all day here. Huh? <laughs> you should hate that. Sex.
0: I exist in society, therefore I'm a hypocrite.
1: <laughs> Maybe they was each of them was going to get a claw, and Homer just gets the thorax. Maybe <laughs> it's not. It's
0: not a big dinner.
1: <laughs> and then Lisa is revealed to the rest of the family that she got a big A. Marge it all, reveals that she just rummages through her shit all the time, like that's just normal for her. Not even lying about it. She oiled Lisa's uh, diary hinge. <laughs> I think it's very cute that Homer refers to. Lisa Lisa is Pinchy's big sister. That's that's uh, adorable. <laughs> so uh, Lisa runs off, and Homer he's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> like he's so excited for. her We then instantly cut to the next day at school. I like Lisa's sad face. It's a good. It almost felt like a season one or two drawing they pulled mm. out of the. It reminds me of uh, like a moaning Lisa sad face or something on her. It, she has like a thicker neck. Like it feels like a Klasky Chupo neck, honestly. Her and Bart. Bart can't seem to understand why, the difference between honesty and fraud, which is a funny little <laughs> gag there. Bart Bart's good is just a con man in this episode, like yeah. just fully a con man. When Lisa arrives in school too and is at her locker, there is a few frames of an off color Wendell that walks by. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. real distracting. Uh, different colored hair, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got brown hair. They saw Somebody got fired for that blunder, I hope.
5: The voice actress for Wendell just passed away.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Lucy Taylor, who you'll hear in a future clip in this episode. Yeah. She's. Uh, at the time of recording, just died a few days ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, not too long ago. R.I.P. What, what little things Wendell ever said. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. He, she's More famous as the Martin Prince voice. Right. I think that's her most famous voice on the show. And who knows what they're going to do in the future with that uh, situation. Do they recast? Do they, they just not use Martin anymore?
0: It'd be funny <laughs> if they made a big announcement, we're retiring Wendell. We're sorry. <laughs> we know he's very popular. Uh, we're discontinuing all the Wendell merch. It's over for Wendell
1: so Lisa is offered more cheating from Nelson and then Nelson is more clever than you'd think where he goes la-di-da lady cheaterly which is a (laughs) gag on lady Chatterley's lover which is uh, i guess about how she lady Chatterley, cheats a bunch and so he's comparing her to uh a cheater in that way i guess is that the that's just a good pun it's a good pun yeah yeah.
0: so nelson's more literate than we think
1: (laughs) i mean i guess to have all that system of cheating he probably has to take some level of smarts there too And he offers her some denominators, which Lisa calls dirty denominators in a very cute line. Lisa just wants to move on from all this. But then she gets called to the principal's office in a very fun and silly scene.
8: I've just received some rather unusual news regarding your unprecedented A triple plus. To be honest, I'm surprised and saddened. Uh, No, not saddened. What's the word? (laughs) Ah, oh, yes. Delighted. <laughs> I'm delighted to report that your grade brought the entire school's GPA up to our state's minimum standard. We now qualify for a basic assistance grant. It's the greatest honor the school has ever received. And it's all thanks to you. Your devotion to scholarship is a shining beacon to all of
7: Stop it! I cheated! Cheated, 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 cheated!
8: Lisa,
1: what are you trying to say? I cheated! they're really getting a handle on what scully's skinner he wants it to be like he's he's out of touch and pathetic but he's more just like brainless like Like absent-minded yeah yeah just like in lard of the dance where he's like i don't remember approving a dance like yes you did yesterday oh right yes carry on like he (laughs) he's becoming much more like flighty in in his memory uh can we
0: talk about the turn in this yeah, episode which yeah. is why I really like this because you think The Simpsons would still do this plot well where you would think Lisa has to learn a lesson she's got to pay for cheating she's got to uh, you know recover in some way both emotionally and in terms of the school and how it views her but I love so they spent a lot of time crapping on Lisa in Scully's years and they're also <laughs> doing it here but they're doing it in a very clever way in that they're just saying well Lisa's morality is incompatible with the world <laughs> like her black and white morality has has nothing to do with the function of everyday life like her cheating actually was good but mm-hmm. she refuses to see it as anything but like a stain on her morality right. which is i just like them deconstructing lisa's very goody goodiness in a fun way rather than just like shitting on her for caring about something
1: yeah yeah though i also think this third act is another scully trope not only of like shitting on lisa and proving her morality is incompatible but also of them going like this is predictable we've done they they call her poor predictable lisa later like (laughs) they know i think i even felt it in first viewing of like if the story is about a moral quandary for lisa it will definitely end with her telling everybody that she cheated and not it taking the easy road like We haven't seen this exact story before, but like Old Man and the Lisa, she's given a similar choice in this one. So when it becomes predictable, the writers are, you know, correctly, I think, defensive or worried of like, we can't just spend eight minutes of the show going to the exact expected place. So this is about going counter to that and finding a clever way to do it. Sometimes I think they out clever themselves in trying to get away from a predictable ending. But this one is one of their better uh, attempts to avoid predictability.
5: Yeah. And it's important that she like she was the one who admitted it and she was not caught because mm-hmm. like the, if the character would just kind of held if she just became younger girl Bart that would probably it would not make for an entertaining contrast between the two
1: yeah and her moral test has already succeeded in the end of act two she admits it right here yeah. so act three really is just about yeah like you said Bob navigating how her morality works with real world consequences
0: yeah and to give away the ending of course <laughs> I, I like that they give her the moment even though she doesn't know they let her have the moment she wants mm. even though they all know well no one cares like I don't care if she cheated who cares it's a test about the wind and the willow she's eight years old this doesn't affect anything <laughs>
1: thing it's totally meaningless compared to a basic assistance grant which is yeah. desperately needed and so uh you know i believe it is still a very major issue in schools these days the uh, for public schools the means testing of scores test scores to apply for levels of funding you get like it's uh like most things in america it is they are laws that are not unfairly applied especially to poor and uh communities of color in this country as always happens and this was before no child left behind Uh, yep yeah (laughs) Yeah. but the entire like i was going through these kind of testing in 98 when this episode aired which was just the the teachers were training us to pass a test not to learn things right but to pass a test and the tests were built on a federal mandated level so you were just learning how to answer questions correctly enough to get funding for a school which you desperately needed so you can't even be mad at the school for like <laughs> getting forcing you to be there because it's like they need funding which is the same should, school yeah. that's making you
5: sell candy bars Yes,
1: <laughs> yeah I mean schools are were criminally underfunded in my youth and I don't think it's gotten any better since then and,
5: and they all uh, had like acronyms like TCAP and
1: something yeah like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, was I took funny? the Iowa test <laughs> clone high had the same uh had a similar gag about this except their scantron technology was a uh, a giant conspiracy to sell number two pencils to kids <laughs> that's right yeah so, this entire plot point here that it's about getting test scores up enough to get funding that's how it goes in schools i think a lot of public schools to this day i believe though uh you know if we have listeners out there you know more about this currently with kids or teachers i'd love to hear about it but that system it just turns kids into kids who take a mandated test well not right. kids who learn things but i guess then again in this society all you're supposed to do is fit into a, a hole for that yeah. does test things it's anyway, the so.
0: school to prison pipeline
1: <laughs> boy that's fun that's thing. <laughs> uh so the third act begins though with skinner still aghast and then he comes up with a plan
8: you cheated oh lordy 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 why didn't Miss Hoover tell me?
7: She doesn't know. You're the only one I've told.
8: Well, then one could make the argument mm-hmm. that there really is no problem.
7: But what I did was wrong.
8: Oh, very much so. But as long as we handle this in a mature and above all quiet manner, we'll still get that grant money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really scared me there.
7: But we can't accept that money. It's tainted.
8: No, no. Leave the money out of this. <laughs> it's not the money's fault you cheated. Besides, I've already started spending it. Check out the new scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning all the buttons.
7: Well, if you're going to cover this up, I'll just have to go over your head to super... <laughs> Intendant... <laughs> <Stramers>! <laughs>
0: That's a great reveal that that thing has been in the room the entire time. She has seen it the entire time that she was talking to Skinner.
1: The second she walked into his office, she should have said, "What? what is this? And he then would tell her. But instead, no one talked about it until that moment. He motioned towards it like, I already bought the scoreboard. And the scoreboard is, they then have to like draw his office to be like with a 15 foot high ceiling as well <laughs> which it's never had before the door is smaller than it too so you're like how did this get in it's like there he, he built it inside of the, his office <laughs> how does it get out again it's but he was so excited about that scoreboard which that's a that's a classic high school style scoreboard just two-tone color all the all the charge and the sounds like that's that should have been to let my dad know when i was a dork because he took me to a college football game when i was like six or something and all i did was watch the scoreboard and love all the <laughs> cartoons oh. that appeared on it i did not care about the game all the
0: fancy animations yes yeah.
1: oh, the, the video graphics like uh i i cared very much about graphics as a, as a child then.
5: <laughs> i like the idea that skinner would be the one who's manning the scoreboard during games oh yeah
1: <laughs> he loves it that much well and chalmers does too everybody loves that scoreboard they love that charge music <laughs> and uh, i also like how skinner skinner's right the money didn't do anything to you let's leave the money out of this <laughs> I also like his line there about, and you haven't told anyone else today on Twitter. I saw a friend of the show, pro ZD, uh, someone show. He had a very funny joke about, um, if anyone asks you like, and you haven't told anyone else (laughs) you need to tell them right there oh i told everyone i I called my mom and told her everyone knows because otherwise you will be murdered that's what's about to happen if somebody ever says to you especially if you're on their boat yeah the thing you shouldn't say right after that is like now where's my reward give it to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes lisa does go over his head and calls in superintendent chalmers oh also on the scoreboard it says go pumas which that's a good level yeah. of continuity yeah. somebody cared to remember that the mascot is a puma the mighty puma <laughs> or puma i feel like he said puma in that episode uh, but yes chalmers is here and he has some words for lisa
4: Skinner, i am outraged that you've kept this from me You were supposed to call as soon as the new scoreboard was in. Tell me, does it play that song,
8: Charge? Oh, does it ever.
7: You can't (laughs) keep this scoreboard because there's not gonna be any grant money. Because I cheated!
4: Lisa, let's take a walk. (laughs) A little traveling music, Seymour. (laughs)
3: Yes.
4: Good lord, what a dump. (laughs) It's not surprising, this school was once classified
8: the most dilapidated in all of Missouri. Uh That's why it was shut down and moved here, brick by brick. (laughs) Look around, Lisa. That grant money could do a lot of good. Don't you think those youngsters deserve a regulation, Tetherball? Ow!
1: The sound of that cinder block, yeah and just splitting his glasses like yowch, Like, and the uh, bent pole like yeah. the pole is slightly bent uh, And that, I love the pattern of that joke like the timing because Nelson hurts his hand punching <laughs> it and Milhouse is finally like laughing he gets to laugh at Nelson for a change but instantly he's smashed in the face <laughs> way worse that much, that, that uh, Missouri joke is also
0: very
8: very good
1: so close you know why don't we give that line in yeah. the episode yeah a joke until it was shut down and moved here brick by (laughs) brick. They both look at him like, well, wait, but we're not in Missouri well that's why it was like that is so wasteful too of like well we wanted the worst school in missouri sent here <laughs> brick by brick to be rebuilt uh it it makes no sense uh, <laughs> it's a great uh, wear
0: springfield joke
1: and i i like how pissed off chalmers is too like that the window is just broken like seemingly recently broken he just smashes it more with his uh, elbow <laughs> then in our next scene is chalmers is showing talking to lisa about the school we get to hear now it feels eerie, Marsha Wallace and Rusty mm. Taylor in the same scene. But mm. uh, this is a little bit of Pepsi teaches math. It yeah. does remind me of that, but it's it's still clever. Partial credit.
8: We can buy real periodic tables instead of these promotional ones from Oscar Mayer.
4: Now, who can tell me the atomic weight of bolonium? Ooh, delicious! Correct. <laughs> I would also accept snacktacular
8: And for the first time ever, our computer lab actually has a computer in it.
7: Hi, Lisa. Hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers. (laughs) Uh, I'm learning. Aw, way to go, Ralph. (laughs) Ah, she's a beaut.
6: You can't beat a Coleco. How many can I put you down for? A lot? Please say a lot. I
8: need this. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not even sure we can keep this one. It's up to Lisa. What do you say, Lisa? Will you keep our little secret for the good of your
4: classmates and your school? And let's not forget old Gil, huh? <laughs> the wolves at old
6: Gil's
1: door! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
7: I guess I don't have much choice.
6: <laughs> oh, thank God! Now let's talk rust proofing. These calicos will rust up on you like that. <laughs> Shut up, Gil. Close the deal. Close the deal
0: oh boy i like we get so we talked a lot about video games up front but we get coleco vision and super nintendo references in the same uh, scene
1: yeah. very uh, good so great yeah, yeah they which what well, that's like an 81 82, 82. machine yeah. yeah yeah it's as, as old as i <laughs> uh the which is the even in 98 you're like where did he get this <laughs> like <laughs> he's got a, like a, quite a few of them it sounds like <laughs> he's uh, probably the exclusive coleco dealer for springfield oh, so yeah.
5: one thing i actually didn't know was that coleco was the company behind Cabbage. Patch kids. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they make computers and cabbage patch kids. Huh.
1: The Connecticut Leather Company.
5: Wow. Yeah, that's man. their name. It's stupid I, as hell. Now you know
0: it. <laughs>
1: uh, the I just knew Coleco is like a system we didn't own. I mm. The first console my parents had, they got it as like a gift from somebody else, was uh, an television. We had oh. that. Because that had a horse racing game on it. And if there's something related to gambling, my father will probably be interested in it. George Plimpton sold him on it, right? <laughs> uh, he, he probably would have had some not nice things to say about George Plimpton on my dad. <laughs> but... Um, no, uh, and then the next system we got was a Nintendo because, or an, an, an NES because uh, I think I say or an Nintendo as my parents <laughs> called it. Uh, no, I but I did um, get it through constant whining about how my neighbor had it and mm. we should have one too. <laughs> but yeah, Super Nintendo Chalmers, God, I love that. I think that I used that, that line.
5: Hundred times since yeah. episode aired. Uh,
1: yeah. it's perfect. And uh, there are there have been memes out there of people who made their own Super Nintendo <laughs> Chalmers, yeah. like uh. and they painted uh, Chalmers on a Super Nintendo. Boy, you know what? We should be asking Nina about this in Japanese. Do they call him Super Nintendo Chalmers in that too, or do they call uh, Super so Famicom
0: Famicom yeah. Super yeah.
5: Chalmers? Super
1: Famicom Troller? I don't know. We don't know what yeah. the super. We don't
0: know what the title of Super Nintendo is in Japanese. So, oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Nina, help us out here in the comments, please. Buy the season in Japanese on <laughs> DVD. Have it shipped to your house,
1: <laughs> and then report back to us. You have two weeks. <laughs> uh, but uh, the yeah the just calling him super nintendo chalmers it's it's such a cute little line to get ralph as Mm -hmm. well and also just i i like it sweet it is another special ralph joke but it's sweet how happy he is he spelled cat yeah (laughs) and uh learning is something i say (laughs) oh yes i'm i learning (laughs) uh and the wolves at Old Gil's door—that's another one I think I've used a lot too. This, see, you know, people, you talk. Season ten still has good things, man. This, yeah. uh, there's so many good like uh, memes in this scene alone. Yeah, I think you know this uh, early candidate for best episode of season ten. Mm-hmm. I think that Lisa gets an A.
5: There was a gag during the Bolognaian part that I did not notice until I watched it this oh, time. Yeah? That if you look behind Martin, there's a there's Bart's puppet. <gasps> that's right yeah
1: it's in the oh, same position as he was in the first time no we way. saw it yeah it is supposed to still be Bart's thing behind yeah. him I had written that down yeah Oh, that too clever like <laughs> you never you never even notice it then. they
0: were overthinking uh, placing this Bart puppetry skill in very early and in every act Bart's puppet exists
1: <laughs> everybody for, has forgotten it by now because it's such a wacky episode and also pinchy just takes all your memories <laughs> but uh, this is a rare time where Gil actually 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 sells something successfully yeah but it's all pending on lisa's decision so it's uh you know he should be selling stuff to the school all the time because the school is pathetic and he's just the level of pathetic to sell garbage to the school now i had a computer lab in 1998 and i was damn happy for it because they were more advanced than uh, my home computer (laughs) at the computer lab not that they were particularly super advanced but they did have photoshop on them which was pretty cool
0: so by the time I was in high school, the computer lab there actually had internet computers. Whoa! Uh, but before that, dangerous
1: in, to give to seventeen. Well, uh,
0: we were monitored, of course. Ah. Uh, before that, in grade school, uh, we had Apple II's, which were way, way, way too old even then. Mm-hmm. Like oh, they're like computers from the early '80s, late '70s. So
1: I yeah. wow, that's really old. I I think when I took a typing class, we had computers that had no. Mice, like they were, they were simple word processors. But for the classes, that's all. This was like middle school, mid nineties. But for the class, it's really all you need. It was just a thing to type into.
5: Yeah, I think in my classrooms we had Oregon Trail computers. Ah, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yep. But in like the library, there was like a big deal when they had actual PCs and like you yeah. could go on the internet.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember going to, skipping many a lunch and just sitting in the library on the internet. I
5: think we made up a fake club that was like computer club or something like that to leave <laughs> class and just nice. go like, we'd go to Disney.com and play games. Oh, uh, man, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, in my computer lab in uh, high school, you had to watch it because there was like this uh, just vicious and uh, brutal uh, old librarian who would just stock the uh, up and down and make sure you're not doing anything bad mm. on the computers and uh, of course, I was a young nerd and I love video games so I was like, oh this is my hobby i'm gonna look up things about video games while i'm at school why not and like she would like bust me on it and say you know if we wanted to look up this crap we'd have nintendo's in here not computers you (laughs) look up something educational right now wow and now guess what i'm doing video game stuff for a living (laughs) and she's in the fucking ground
1: (laughs) and probably in hell if i had to guess who knows what she did uh so as Lisa makes that momentous decision we cut back to uh, seemingly Pinchy's last day actually is uh, the last scene he's alive in <laughs> his last, we saw his last meal right uh, yeah, I guess Arizona was yeah, yeah. so Homer and Marjorie at the beach I really like their beach wear for it too and Homer seems to think he's walking Pinchy but he's just dragging him this like, is such a
0: weird scene it,
1: it's all very weird yes here I'll just play the whole thing really right,
6: Hey, we're not gonna cook you. Enjoy your day at the beach. Oh, look, here's a little playmate for you. Hey,
4: you don't have to take that from no punk-ass crab. What's wrong with you? Gar, it's not his fault he's a sissy. Someone's been coddling him.
2: Don't look at me. I want her to eat him. Uh,
4: <laughs> sorry, it's usually the mother. <laughs> You know, I run a small academy for lobsters like this one. We stress tough love, daily chores and the like.
2: No, we're not sending the lobster away to some snobby (laughs) boarding school.
4: Yeah, I understand. It's hard to let go. Uh, Tell me this then. Do you have any spare change? <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I love that scene. That it, joke is funny. What I really like about the scene is that it feels like an encapsulation of what we were, uh, I was talking about earlier, where they want to zig when you think they're going to zag. And in this case, it was, it would have been totally understandable that the plot would be the end of Pinchy when he learns to be. An obedient lobster, or whatever, he goes to lobster obedience school. You could totally see them taking that off ramp that they're building with sea cap, and that it would be led by sea captain. Totally would make sense. And then that Marge then immediately goes like, "No, we're not, not. doing yeah. that." And and then that takes the immediate turn from sea captain being this authority to being homeless and begging for money at the beach.
5: My interpretation, I'm not sure if that was right, was that he was making the whole thing up. Like, there's no actual lobster school. Oh, and he's yeah. just gonna scare
1: Them out of
0: money, yeah. Just like,
5: well, that didn't work, so just do you have any change? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I thought
0: he was making it up, and Marge actually believed that the lobster school was real,
1: (laughs) yeah. I bet that Lobster School does never existed, yeah. but I I did, uh, in first viewing, I was like, is this where they're going? We're going to see the Lobster There's School There's like now. 90
0: seconds left of this episode, too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, it's And uh, poor Pinchy, he is too weak to go back into the wild. I mean, his death isn't better, but uh, he can't be free he'd just be kept at home for the rest of... This follows a similar arc of uh, Mojo as well. Oh, yeah. Um, only no. difference
0: is... No animal can enter the Simpsons' house that's yes. not Santa's Little Helper or Snowball 2. Uh,
1: Homer, you know, actually in that one, Abe wanted to eat Mojo, and Homer does eat yeah. uh, his, his animal friend. It's uh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to be Homer's, Homer's <laughs> buddy if you're an uh, edible thing. Uh, so we come back after uh, the degradation of the sea captain. <laughs> it's, uh, it's time for Lisa to face the music the cop troller is there it's how i learned the word cop troller
0: he's a good guy i like this character
1: i like uh, i like both cop trollers we get the, this first one's better than the second troller. but everybody is like wow the cop troller everybody knows him and he's <laughs> presenting a giant check to an audience i like the nice touch that this first troller is voiced by harry
0: shearer because harry shearer also voices auto
1: yeah yeah it makes it realer plus the the audience when you see their reactions then you know later like well wait they're all faking this everyone's in on this but Lisa Marge and Homer apparently
0: <laughs> yeah I mean hopefully we're not spoiling this for you but uh, this this twist only works once when you see it but I was just like bowled over by oh, how yeah. funny mm-hmm. this was and how out of nowhere it came <laughs> uh, but yes Lisa
1: comes clean
7: I know this giant check is very important to everyone here but what's even more important is the truth
1: right
8: <laughs>
7: Because after all, education is the search for truth.
8: No, no, it isn't. Don't listen to her. She's <laughs> out of her mind.
7: And the truth is, we don't deserve this grant, and I don't deserve your applause. I cheated on that test. <gasps>
8: Wait! How dare you condemn this girl? Who among you can honestly say you've never cheated on your wives or your husbands? What <laughs> <laughs> she just did took courage. And where I come from, Canada, reward <laughs> courage. So I hereby decree that you keep the grant. And let's give this brave girl the ovation she deserves!
2: Oh, honey, I'm so proud of you. You got the highest grade in the class.
7: But, Mom... The highest grade. <laughs> okay, Lisa's gone.
8: Places, people. Man, acting is tough. I'll be in my trailer. (laughs) Oh, good old predictable, Lisa. (laughs) I knew her conscience was a ticking time bomb.
4: Heads up! Here comes the real Comptroller.
0: Oh, boy, I love that. I love his speech, too, because, like, how many of you have cheated? Instead of naming, like, everyday things you might cheat on, he jumps to the most severe form of cheating.
5: <laughs> also, like, Kirk looks at Lance and Luane. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But also, hi- uh, the other two I noticed were Hibberts and the Wiggums both look at each other like, yeah. everyone in the audience agrees. Oh, yes, we've all cheated <laughs> on our spouses. We all understand this. That's such a great on your wives, are <laughs> husbands. And yeah, where
0: I come from, Canada.
1: I love that line, too. But yeah, because it's, it's another great misdirect. You think he's going to say, where I come from, some American city, that's great. But- I feel like uh, like he had, Otto had to drop some fact about
0: the Comptroller in order to make it seem more real. Ah. <laughs> so it's like, well, here's one thing about him to prove that he's real. <laughs> but it's not even specific. It's just like, I come from Canada. Not like I come from Vancouver or Ontario or this province. It's like, where I come from, Canada.
1: And for the trick to work they also have to let lisa think that the comptroller let them keep the money because they will have the money later so they can't trick her later that they didn't take the money so it's so great that they even bake into that like no we he let us keep the money the comptroller
5: disguise him as the actual comptroller yes
1: to look like him too like i would think bart helped with that mask yeah that's a perfect double of the real comptroller's face yeah, that uh, the, the whole audience's reaction, like Lovejoy faints, uh, Helen Lovejoy faints, like, is she faking this or was this because the way Edna says to everybody, here's the real Comptroller, everyone seems to be in on it's it. It's all an act. Yeah. So even it's Helen all Lovejoy is lying about it. I mean, I guess they all want their kids to have a better school, so they they've all decided to go along
5: with it. It goes, don't come cheap. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh, apparently, the uh, comptroller Atkins is named after their writer's assistant at the time, yeah. Jacqueline Atkins. Uh, and I, you know what? I am one that when I saw it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars, I was like no lisa this truth is not more important than that she's <laughs> lying <the> yeah <laughs> i i'm with skinner it so yeah it, i also like to that marge is just in such deep denial she's like the highest grade <laughs> and they needed bart to be in on it apparently for it to all go off yeah too. I mean, he had to build the... He probably made the mask. He made Elise a Lisa puppet. He- I mean, with this,
0: so uh, maybe like 18 months ago or maybe even two years ago, someone made a, a pin set of all of the Simpson family like facsimile creatures so there is uh there is the version of homer that he made when he was traveling with the b sharps which is like Mm. the oatmeal box and like balloon arms (laughs) there's a bush marge with the paper plate face (laughs) there's this lisa and then there's a gross snowman bart's like the crappy snowman he built uh
1: and so as the real comptroller arrives everything falls into place
4: this grant ensures a light bulb in every classroom and a high definition TV for the teacher's lounge. Yay! Now, where's the little girl who made this grant possible? Where's Lisa Simpson? <laughs> Come on up here, Lisa. Now, how about that? Smart and modest. Well, I should be going now.
8: These giant checks don't hand themselves out. Okay, people, let's have a round of applause for the real Comptroller. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) I know a liquor store where we can cash this right now. That's great.
1: What liquor store has two hundred fifty thousand on hand? That's uh, <laughs> he that's, knows one. Uh, the <laughs> that uh, Skinner knowing of that liquor store seems a little too hip for him <laughs> too. Though maybe he just befriends people there, like Gus at the car wash. Yeah, maybe Gus works there too.
5: I could see him not having a bank account
1: oh yes yeah, yeah mother, mother, wouldn't, yep, sorry, mother wouldn't let him yeah. <laughs> uh yeah although in 1998 getting an hd tv that's some fancy Ooh, stuff be yeah be heavy <laughs> but a light bulb i like to the idea that he, the cop troller even knows they're going to spend it on themselves not the children <laughs> light bulbs for children hd tvs for adults <laughs> uh and and skinner just blowing it with like the real comptroller. <laughs> uh, and i also really like the drawing of bart's very believable puppeting oh, posture yeah he's like a
0: muppeteer in that in that little uh, drawing there
1: yeah he's bart is so skilled in this episode <laughs> he's wasting his time in school with this uh, lame schooling uh and so with all that wrapped up there's only a few seconds left in the episode to close out the b story which um is one of the darker endings in the series but also one of the funniest i think i i I still laugh at this to this day and uh that it starts with marge wondering who brought in muddy claw prints like who do you think (laughs) who do you think here is the uh delicious ending
7: That's one grade I truly earned. Mm. Who left these muddy claw prints on my clean floor?
6: Sorry, Marge. Pinchy got all dirty in the yard chasing birds. But don't worry, I put him in a nice hot bath.
7: Hey, what smells so good?
6: Yeah. Pinchy?
7: Pinchy? (gasps) Pinchy!
3: (laughs)
6: <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Best <laughs> of oh, butter.
7: Are you going to eat that all by yourself?
6: Pinchy uh, <laughs> would have wanted it this way. <laughs> My dear sweet Pinchy. <laughs> no more pain where you are now, boy. <laughs> oh god that's tasty <laughs> I wish pinchy we're here to enjoy this <laughs> oh, pinchy
0: that's so great no more pain where you are and then snapping him in half is the best part of that and, and
1: sucking out his brain <laughs> yeah you like snap just break its back suck it out like yeah it's uh uh I, uh some of my favorite animation in the episode is the way he's pulling on his face when it comes to like <laughs> yeah
0: oh, like it's extra good animation on all the extra gross chewing and slurping <laughs> the yeah. audio
5: of that like the whales are kind of hot like it's really good acting yeah I,
0: mean. I think he was doing a lot of like ad-libbing and stuff during this they said on yeah. the commentary
1: yeah like there's, there's such skilled acting from dan and the animation is there to match it it's it's so great It's this and just such a great tableau <laughs> of, uh, of them all watching homer sob as he eats a lobster while their plates are empty it's just such a a weird dinner for all of them of like so you're just gonna eat it all like oh uh-huh. there needs to be a side i mean you if you're gonna split a lobster
0: between uh three people you got to have some <laughs> like i don't know mashed potatoes or some cheddar like
1: bay biscuits at least
0: biscuits uh, steamed vegetables who knows there's so many <laughs> options out there
1: a sad end for pinchy as he gets um eaten by his father <laughs> pretty <laughs> uh pretty horrifying ending for poor little pinchy but at least it got out okay Yes, yeah. At least Lisa, she put the F on her s- score as it's meant to be. I I liked how she was able to perfectly mark through the A plus to make it an F. That was <laughs> again they barely had time at the end there, but like ah speed it up. Okay, F and uh Pinchy's dead. <laughs> yeah, and uh,
0: the title Lisa gets an A is referencing Bark gets an F, right? Yes, yeah. The season two premiere
1: and Bark gets an elephant. Like now Lisa finally gets a uh, something. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun when they have a callback title like this. I'm surprised they can. See still remember those kind of things like it's it's like when they bring back a homer versus the blank or whatever or homer the blank (laughs) yeah yeah. march
0: the blank yes uh any final thoughts on this one
1: i think this one is so funny and goes into unpredictable places and you know the only negatives i'd really say is i just feel bad when they like crap on lisa or crap and also have homer just be needlessly mean to people Mm. i still am not loving those jokes but this is just such a funny episode that goes in so many unpredictable predictable and fun, not unpredictable and stupid places
5: yeah in my head I just miss a lot of season 10 but I remember like when I went back to watch this this is an actual really good episode mm-hmm. and, like this is something that I quote a lot of lines from over the years so like obviously this is a quality episode I just didn't think about was season 10
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah the ending really makes it for me again it worked the best the first time I saw it but I just love how clever it is and mm-hmm. how it kind of subverts the uh, learning a lesson story and that at I <laughs> only thinks she learned a lesson but uh, again her her morality is incompatible with life yes, so it yeah. can't work in this, in this situation yeah. but yeah another great episode Imran you're our special guest please tell us where we can find you uh, where you work your Twitter any of that good stuff
5: my Twitter is i m r a n z o m g. Uh you guys also plugged your PAX panel so I will mine as well there is a at 630 on Saturday I think there is a news writing panel with me uh, Matt came from IGN Ooh, that's a good that's a good time Eric Van Ellen from US Gamer and Rebecca Valentine from Games Industry.
1: Man, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, boy, it, I think six months of my games writing career was I was on the news beat, and it is no fun. Yes. It is tough. It is a real, I'd say, underappreciated skill in oh, sure. yeah. games press for sure. So, if you're
5: curious how that works or how that like the day of a news writer is, we will be happy to explain about it for you.
1: <laughs> and it's also good; it's not competing with ours. So we. <laughs> can, yeah. Can, Otherwise, we'd <laughs> edit this out. Hard yeah. <laughs> uh But can, uh, but. Thank Thanks everyone again for coming on.
0: Thank you. So if you want to help our show and get all of these episodes one week ahead of time and ad-free, please go to patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. And if you subscribe at the $5 level, you'll get just that. And alongside that, you'll get our other podcast, What a Cartoon, one week ahead of time and ad-free. And at that $5 level, we also have miniseries like Talking Critic, Talking Futurama, the recently wrapped Talking of the Hill, and our new miniseries that will be coming in the fall that our patrons will vote on. We also have too many podcasts to mention here, but if you sign up today at the $5 level, you'll get everything we've done on the Patreon for the past two plus years. That is 2 too many podcasts, frankly, <laughs> we're going to just, we're going to give them to you anyways. We, we like you that much. Henry, what else is going on in the Patreon?
1: Well, if you want even more than too many podcasts, then you'll want to go up to the premium level at $10 a month. For those folks, you'll get to hear our monthly, what a cartoon movie podcast where me and Bob go through a different animated feature film once a month. We did Beavis and Butthead do America last month. And it is a classic. We talked for over 200 minutes about that film. So please you'll want, to give that a listen at the $10 level at patreon.com slash talking simpsons so i've been one of your hosts bob Mackey. you can find me on twitter as bob servo
0: i have another podcast by the way it's retronauts if you enjoyed all of our video game talk about old games you would enjoy that podcast go to retronauts.com or look for retronauts in your podcast machine it's available every monday and sometimes friday and i think you'll like it henry what about you
1: follow me on twitter at h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g whenever new things go live on the patreon i tweet about them there first and same With my political beliefs and other funny joking arounds, you can follow that all on Twitter, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. That's it for us this week. We'll see you next week with Homer
0: Simpson in Kidney Trouble.
7: Come on, you owe me. What's up, sis? Bart, shouldn't you be in class? I am. It's a little something I whipped up at shop, mostly latex. What are you doing out here? We've got a test and I didn't read the book. I'll get a zero for sure, Bart. What do I do? Well, if it was me, I'd just take the zero. Uh, But that's not for everyone. There's one other possibility. Hey, I can't go in there. Relax. There's nothing here you didn't see when Dad boycotted pants.